decide the topic. From love chat for Matt to the hate in your heart. I can't believe it. There are no limits. You can be nice. I love legends. You can be mean. I don't give a fuck. Or you can blow it all up. I'm Every Wednesday at 9, it gets crazy when you get their number and you can call them maybe. And now, here they are, Matt Christensen and Blonde. Hello and welcome to the show. It is the call-in show, the show where you get our number and we are at your mercy. Hello, Blonde. What's up? Not much. I don't know. Kind of bored with the news cycle right now, so we'll see what people want to talk about. Although this Epstein leak is all the uh, all the rage, and uh, I, I am enjoying that the um, the same people that brought you such uh, such news coverage as Brett Kavanaugh accusations, every Trump accusation, Syrian yeah, right. war footage from a Kentucky gun range have suddenly decided that accusations against Epstein do not meet the journalistic. Who's standards Epstein? Of our- I mean, at first I was like, it's it's Amy Robach, right? Yes. Yeah. At first I was like, good for her. Like she tried to get this. And then I realized she's just mad because she got scooped. Like, what a bitch. Yeah. Did she say that in the tape? Is that she's like, I had all of this. I had everything. <laughs> she wasn't like I contributed to a culture of pedophilia and allowed it to go. Like, I hope I would be the kind of person that would just nuke my career to get that story out. Yeah. There, maybe there's some criticism due there. If people haven't heard, if you've been living under a rock, a pretty significant uh, leak on a hot mic uh, through Project Veritas this week about basically an Epstein cover-up at uh, ABC News. So definitely check that out. And of course, we'll talk about yeah. it on Sunday in addition to tonight if people want to talk about it. But um, of course, uh, if you're new to the show, you want to participate in the show, there's a link to the Discord server on which we host the show in the uh, YouTube video description. Hop in that server, put your name in the roll call. We go on a first-come, first-served basis. You get as much time as Blonde says you get, which is hopefully about two or three minutes. We'll see. Get my phone ready. And we'll take uh, breaks every half hour to check in on uh, Super Chat on YouTube and Streamlabs. And of course, we'll catch up with our email questions at the end of the show. If you'd like to participate in the show, but you can't do it live or you're having trouble getting in, send us an email. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. Put call in show question in the subject line and uh, try to keep your question to a tweet's length or so for efficiency's sake. Anything else before we hop into the calls? No, I think we're good. Let me Clive is up first. Let's Are you in the live chat or in the? I am. I am now. Oh, okay. Cool. Hey, Clive. Clive. All right, let's go. Sorry, I had to unmute myself. <laughs> uh, sure. Um, uh, I'm on mobile. I don't know. Well, we got you for now, but with mobile, right. it's always tricky. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. So. Uh, I, I kind of got a spicy one, if you don't mind. Okay, okay. A <laughs> um, uh, little bit of context. I was watching Candace Owens' interview with Walt Heyer. Are you familiar with him? I am not. Isn't that the, uh, the transgender guy who regrets yeah. it, basically? Yeah. He had the surgery, so, did he not? He had did the he surgery detransition? Like 40, yeah, the transition. And then he I don't know if you... Back at 48. Are you touching your mic, by the way? I got some weird popping coming off. Yeah. yeah oh, sorry. Too. If you can yeah. keep that mic still. Um, Cool. Um, uh, so I was watching the interview, and he was talking about like the the prime, uh, I guess, event in his childhood. This what triggered his feelings. Crazy was, mom stuff. Uh, no, he got molested by an uncle at like eight. Mm. Um, That'll and do that it. got me thinking. One hundred percent of all the gay people I know, which isn't that many, it's like three, but one hundred percent of them are gay because of, of an identical. Uh, 
instance event. Really? Um, do they do they yeah. openly acknowledge that to you, or do you are you inferring that? No, no, they've told me. Interesting. And so it's especially common amongst the lesbians. people that have told yeah. me. No, these are all gay men, not lesbians. Um, the people that have told me uh, told me that, and so they got me thinking. And I don't actually believe this, but I'm just sort of spitballing it that gay and trans are the same. Thing. Are the what? Same so thing. Yeah, like they're just two sides of the same coin, just depending on how it affects you. But fundamentally, they're caused by the same events. So like, I mean, just... hmm. I have no doubt that there is a large section of gay men that were not molested that are just like straight fruity, you know, from birth. And then like there's, you know, your dyke population. For every bull dyke, there's like 10 lipstick lesbians. I will say that. <laughs> and most of is them that probably have like... I mean, those are like your college experimenters. Yeah. Versus like yeah. your true. Or like, I hate my boyfriend. I'm going to try chicks. I mean, I think that's really, really <laughs> okay. common. Um, but, you know, I think that a lot of these, these bulldog type lesbians probably ended up being molested. I've heard this before. Hmm. I wish we could get some data on this, but good luck trying to study it anyway. Yeah. yeah. We, we got to right, give well, you the I boost. Do you have any one final stat, thoughts? But it was like, it was like 15 years old. Um, but it was really high. It was just like something like 60% of gay men were molested as a child and like 75% of lesbian women were molested as a child. But this mm. is a stat from like 2000. Or like and that was, a, that was like a scientific study, not just some internet poll or something um, like that? To be honest, I don't know. Um, mm. I was younger when I read it, so I don't have any stats on it. I mean, I'm always so. interested for legit... Like, that's the trouble is like... Good methodology, peer-reviewed, a lot of that stuff just gets stymied because it has to make it through the academic process, and the academic right. process says no to that topic. So yeah. if you ever come across uh, what looks like quality data on that, I'd love to see it. Yeah, you don't think that's too crazy of a notion, or do you think I'm... I don't know. I, I, I don't have the psychological insight to know if that's the case or not. One thing I do wonder about what you're saying, though, is like from a parenting perspective these days at least according to the progressive worldview, how are you supposed to distinguish between the fruity kid that Blonde's describing yeah. and a supposedly transgender young boy? Like, what's the distinction? Is there one? Do you just, I guess pump him full of estrogen and call it good. Yeah, It's just such a permanent that solution. That's, that's the real thing, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, All right, we well, thanks for go. the insight, man. Yeah. See ya. Ooh, uh, Pius is up next. But... We'll have to be brief with Pius. Don't let me talk to him for <laughs> 20 minutes again. Hey, hey Pius, there. what's up, man? Hey, pretty good. How are you guys doing? I got you on the uh, on the hard clock tonight after last week. That's yeah, my fault, though, not yours. Work. That's because this stuff's interesting. Oh, no problem. I'm going to keep it a little less controversial, at least for this sure. server. Um, so uh, opinions on the Groiper War. Ah. Yeah, I mean, I uh, I've been talking for a long time about how I kind of feel like like grandma alt-right on my YouTube channel. And like, we have to get some young blood. There has to be some younger generation. Cause I'm fucking tired. I'm tired. And I know I'm not the only one. I never make videos anymore. And so I kind of saw that like Nick Fuentes was going to rise up here. And, and I kind of love what they're doing. Um, I mean, they're asking some really good questions. I got to say. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I can't give a firm opinion because I haven't paid too much attention to it. So I feel like a, a judgment either way would be unfair. Yeah. Um, 
as I watch these kids, I guess I'm confused about the values that they're trying to support. Like they're asking the tough questions and it seems like they're trying to be edgy in whatever for entertainment value. I just think, no, I think they're vehemently anti-Zionist and they resent the conservative party being taken over by neocons. And then, so they hate people like Dan Crenshaw. And and I and I think that they're. I thought Crenshaw was treated a little bit unfairly, but I also thought I that only he saw treated, one clip. treated them unfairly. I thought he, he treated them unfairly, but Didn't I also thought he had them summarily yeah. kicked out of the whole thing. Yeah, he did. I saw questions just being cut off, which you know I'm not a fan of. But the reason I say that I think he was treated unfairly is because it was presented on Twitter as though he had said, "You can never criticize Israel," which is not what he said. I, at least I didn't right. hear him say that. That's not that's not explicitly what he said, but he did say that the questions they were asking were unfair, and those are the fairest of the Israel questions we can ask. I mean, basically, what they were asking was like, "We give them all this money, why?" why? Yeah, you know, and like, that and that's is, such a legitimate question. I even saw a roaming millennial tweeting about this. Yeah, but she—that was question. the controversy too—is she had to delete the tweet, so people she were, deleted that tweet. She deleted the tweet, and so people were saying, "I and I, I haven't talked to her about this. I have no inside information. I probably shouldn't even discuss it because she's our friend." And but the I saw an article that was like, "Did Glenn Beck force her to delete the tweet?" Da da da. I I don't know, but the, I mean, I I just resent I resent that anybody tells me that I can't question um where and where we do not send our money i'm a i'm a tax-paying american citizen that's called a quid pro quo (laughs) this is actually the point i was about to make and to be fair like the michael knowles the matt walsh the dan crenshaw the ben shapiro charlie kirk the argument they're making for ukraine is we have a right to know what our money's being used for and we have a right to make sure that country's behaving well but when we ask that country question about israel we're told that it's illegitimate like it, charlie kirk literally said it's a false choice right well what's uh well, well unfortunately we'll because i said we're limited on time here we'll probably have to move on i'm not trying to pull a crenshaw on you uh <laughs> but and maybe people will want to talk about it later but before we let you go what if you could steal man their position what's the false choice i guess i don't see the false choice what are they saying um, I think the basic idea is this is a country which is trying to espouse the values we as Americans profess, which mm-hmm. I don't think is, I think is a simplification, but let's take the steel man. Uh, this is a country we as Americans profess to have these same values, but they're having to spend a lot of money on continuing to be allowed to live in that area. So we ought to help them because they're doing what we want them to do. Um, yeah, I think that's the steel man of their position. I could okay. be wrong, but uh, right. I, I think that's the best argument for them. All right. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, thanks. Get out of here. He's cut off. We'll have no more illegitimate questions <laughs> yeah. asked on this show. Uh, I am Sorticus is up next. Sorticus, you're good to go if you're ready. Hey, guys. Um, so I actually want to continue the past conversation um, about the Groyper Wars because it's it's got me as a, a sort of a, a boomer pilled cringe millennial a little bit shook because hmm. um, I, I do fall down more ideologically on the side of being pro-Israel. So, mm-hmm. you know, harass me for that. But um, what I wanted to get at is that I actually do think that there is a lot of validity to what um, these, you know, Groypers and Zoomers are getting at with criticizing conservative ink, which is very, I think, a very Trumpian term. I think they've 
got a good handle on imagistics. They've got their Alinskyite ta tactics of holding people to their professed beliefs. And um, right. So I, I, oh, I lost do it. see them as being very effective in certain ways. Uh, but I do think that what they might be underestimating is how different speakers are different. Because when they tried this on Matt Walsh uh, last night, I thought that he did a much better job of handling it than Crenshaw hmm. or Kirk. Okay, so I didn't I didn't see it. I've seen Listen, It's he the one little... that works for Ben Shapiro, is that what happened? Yeah, he's uh, got Matt his own Walsh show. Is, is the like the fourth one down on the list of people oh, in the Daily Wire. Yeah. Vincent from Red Elephant showed up, right? Yes, that's correct. Yeah. He was the first one in line to ask him a question. So I've only seen brief clips of Crenshaw and uh Charlie Kirk. What did Matt Walsh do that was different that you thought was good? Well, so I thought that he actually addressed what the content of their questions was. And okay. actually, I, I quoted him. I'll, I'll read it out as quickly as I can uh, from his show today. But this is, this is what he was saying. And it, I thought it held up with what he was doing. And I think it's how the people who, if you can assume that there are good intentions on the other side, should mm -hmm. handle these, these groypings. But basically he said, uh, quote, we should engage with opposing views rather than just labeling them bigoted. It doesn't mean that there's sure. no such thing as an opposing view. Right. But if someone expresses a point of view, especially if they're talking about a topic, an issue, rather than just saying that that's bigoted, you should try to address it. And yeah. I thought that was basically yeah. correct because, you know, I, I feel like, you know, uh, people who take the groper side of this would have more respect for people if they were able to say, you know, Thanks for your question. Here's my actual response to what you said yeah. and not just calling yeah. you a you know, Zoomer memer or whatever. Well, that's what one would hope for. I haven't watched these exchanges in detail, but I don't know why people couldn't look at the fundamental issue and say, what are the, the terms of foreign aid that are ideal, whether, right. whether we're applying it to Israel or any country? And yeah, why, why can't you stand up for foreign aid under your terms, if you're for that, why can't you stand against it on your terms if you're against it? I, I don't see any problem with that. I don't see any problem with the, the discussion yeah. of that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the second I realized that I disagreed with this group of people, the, f the first thing I did was I went and I watched, you know, a uh, bunch of Nick Fuentes videos to get an idea of what his arguments were and where he was coming from. Yeah. And I think that that's, you know, basically the approach that people should have is actually engage with the ideas rather than just calling someone a you know, yeah, and we mentioned this before. I'm very disappointed to see Sebastian Gorka doubling down on the call for the censorship of Nick Fuentes. Yeah, it's boomer nonsense. Oh, God, it's, it's disappointing. Yeah. But, you know, the good news is, and my last point will be just that, or not even a point, but PSA, I guess, is that they have a list of events that they're planning on attending. Um, really? They, they yeah. put it out ahead of time? They, they did. Um, I'm not that was probably so sure. a mistake. It, it might have been. It might have been a leak, um, but they, they have a bunch of events that they've said that they're going to go to. And so far, they had um, Matt Walsh on there, and that turned out to be true because that was leaked before that event. So there may be a couple dozen more that they plan to go to. So we might have a lot of material and a, a serious um, intra-movement controversy uh, within right. the sort of right dissident group. Hmm. Well, I... Regardless of who you agree or disagree with, I know who's going to win the meme war. That much is apparent. Oh yeah, the zoomers already. already. <laughs> Don't even try. All right, thanks, man. I appreciate it. Take Bye. care, guys. 
Uh, did you see Elizabeth Warren's new meme team thing? Sticks was talking about it, and I went and looked it up. She's got a whole meme no. website. Uh-uh. Uh, I mean, I'm sure Conservative Inc. can do a better meme job than Elizabeth Warren's meme team. The, the Warren's Wagons or something it's called. Oh, that's really it's cringy. ridiculous, yeah. Uh, Raggle Fraggle's up next. Raggle hey. Fraggle, you're good to go. Let him hang out a second. Uh, Myth is up next. Can you guys not hear me? Oh, uh, I can now hear. I can. Yeah, go for oh. it. All right, cool deal. Uh, so what's going on? Oh, you know, every, everyone wants to talk about the uh, the Griper War. Mm, okay, well, can't, I'm gonna sidestep it a little bit, but still sure. end there. Um, <clears throat> I want to talk about our kind of activity in, on foreign soil. I mean. I was talking about it on Jay Fry stream the other day. The way I lay it out is I kind of look at, if you look at old, uh, um, what am I trying to think of? Should I had it well laid out? <laughs> uh, are you guys a fan of Western movies by chance? Well, they're movies. So that pretty much excludes <laughs> me. You're not helping. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you have all these outlaws and, and these guys that are shooters, you uh -huh. know, um, but the problem is if you look at history, it never plays out like the movies do. They all get shot in the back in the end. That's mm -hmm. how they all die. And I think that's kind of the American, uh, the way America gets played is if you turn your back on your enemy, you get shot in the back and that's how you get nine elevens. And hmm. okay. So, so are you taking a more, um, like if that's a fair term to use interventionist worldview that we should mm. be involved in policing overseas enemies? I, I try to take as much of a middle ground as possible. So basically, I like to think our best place to be is our back against a wall and our heads on a swivel, which is okay. basically you, you don't necessarily always intervene, but you're always aware of the situation. Oh, yeah, I'm definitely in favor of um, of strong intelligence capabilities and being able to intercept attacks uh, hopefully before they before they come here that comes into conflict with respecting civil rights of americans certainly we've seen we've seen that right. whole problem but um but the, as to the question of whether we can successfully do that by traditional military operations overseas i'm not convinced there's a lot of different schools of thought on this like i've heard a lot of people make the argument exactly what you're saying that it's not U.S. interventionism and involvement in the world that caused 9-11. It's actually U.S. isolationism or turning our back to the world that opened us up to 9-11. Mm -hmm. I'd have to look more at the facts um, and the history leading up to it to, to have a firm opinion on that. But I, just at a gut level, at a surface level, I'm skeptical that it's effective to run around policing the world and that will stop uh, domestic attacks. Oh, right. I agree. I mean, if you're running around with, uh, you know, trying to start wars everywhere, I mean, you look at the history, what is it, 3,000, 4,000 years of recorded history that we have? There's only mm -hmm. been 182 years of quote unquote peace. Basically, there's no wars going on. Is at that all. true? I didn't know that. Some, That's believable. Something like though. that. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's impractical for that to be, you know, our a goal. A side note in the news related to this topic, but isn't it funny how the Syria Turkey stuff is just, it's gone. Like this was, Oh, Trump has caused a war on the border, but then there wasn't really one. And now it's just gone. Now nobody talks about it because you can't really make Trump look bad anymore. So it's yeah. out of the, it's out of the headlines. We don't care. 
Interesting. Well, there was a little bit of coverage of that, and I thought, wow, I totally forgot about that because you guys don't <laughs> yeah. talk about it anymore. <laughs> okay, quick gun of the week before I go. Sure. sure. Okay, so this week is going to be the Colt 1855 revolving shotgun. Okay. The, the I sent you a link to the video for Forgotten Weapons. There is a version of this one where they cut down the barrel and put a pistol grip on it. So it's basically a 10-gauge revolver and black powder, hmm. too. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah. I, I found it. I don't have very... a picture handy in front of me, but it, does it, do. uh, is it like a, a handgun? Does it have a stock on it? What's what's the usual uh, well, configuration? Well, the one you'll probably the one you'll probably find is the w- version of it with a long barrel and stock, which makes it basically a revolving shotgun. Yeah. So okay, cool. Like I said, I sent you a leak on uh, on Twitter. You go ahead and check it out. And Epstein didn't kill himself. <laughs> oh, thanks. <laughs> thanks. All right. Good night, guys. Oh man. Uh, Myth, I don't know if you changed your name again. I know we had this problem in the past, but I don't see you in the waiting room, so hop into the waiting room if you can. Uh, oh, there you are. Never mind. You're down in one of the other rooms. Let's see. Myth, you there? Yeah, what's up? Hey. What's on your mind? I'm glad you figured it out. Everyone's hanging out in different discords or in different chats today. Yeah. <laughs> oh, really? Well, yeah. As a general rule, um, if people can hang out in the waiting rooms, that's much easier mm. for me. Uh, than trying to search the other rooms. Yeah, I'll try to have that done, but it's kind of hard because Islamic is kind of ranting and people don't want to listen to that. <laughs> well, that's, that's why there's a quiet room. That's true, that's true. But people also want to talk. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, all right. All right. I wanted, uh, I wanted to have you... Uh, mind my voice, I'm a little sick, but I, I wanted to have you disavow claims of you being a grifter. <laughs> so A grifter? I wanted, yeah, I, like Bond Boy, as you know, he recently on band uh, has called you a grifter. Okay, Ooh. I mean, that's fine. So, that's did weird I ban that, him? That's weird that he wants to participate in my grifting community, but I'll let him speak for himself. <laughs> no, no um, but I want, no, you didn't ban him, Blonde. Uh, he legalized it, but. <clears throat> oh, I'm sure he had a good reason then. Um, but He's unbanned want... now, but that's, yeah. a, that's a separate controversy. Well, well we won't get into that. <laughs> um what are some hard claim or claims that you support? Because they say that you just go through articles. You don't have any. Uh, cl- uh, you don't have any policies that you actually support. So, what would be some policies that you actually support? What do you mean? I just go through articles. I articulate I mean, values every time. Yeah, I articulate the values of personal liberty every single time. I don't. I don't know how you could say that. I just read an article without any argument made or without any interpretation. Uh, yeah, I, d- I don't agree with it. Uh, I'm just kind of going through their points. Um, so, okay. like, wh- where would? So I've guess... I've just tri- I, it's not that I'm making a case people find persuasive. I've just tricked everyone. <laughs> I suppose I they'd be wise to learn my tricky ways, if, <laughs> if that's the case. Um, but what? So, just as like a hard you oh I I know you stand on like principles. I don't know where they would fall on. Uh, calling that like shilling or whatever um but maybe you want to state uh what exact principles uh those are obviously like personal liberty yeah bill of rights values mm-hmm. constitutional values and i know uh they don't really watch the podcast so i know you go into more like specific details there um but they're mostly watching like your channel like they try to pick apart your channel but they're like you're so milk toast or, or <laughs> um that's funny and- that they have channels that aren't Doing well, yeah. I suppose. Okay. But but they uh, maybe they, they should like, try milk toast. I guess. 
yeah yeah um it's it's funny because they're they're always like these right-wing figures always just go through articles well we're always like debating people or whatever or he's he's come on my show to debate many times and he yeah. sucked to be frank i mean he's welcome to come on and suck anytime he wants i don't that's why i unbanned him the idea <laughs> no, that i shy away from ideas or debate he he's he comes on here all the time i i I don't know if you're being fair to his presentation or not, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not sort of attacking a, straw, a, a presentation here, a straw man, yeah. as opposed to him. Maybe maybe he should come on. Uh, I'm probably busy tonight, but um, I wanted uh, I had another question if we have some quick we time. We do not. Oh, uh, we don't? No, That's probably about it. Yeah. Real, real fast? All right. Last um, word if you want it, but I can't answer another question. <clears throat> Okay. Well, I don't have anything to say. You guys have a good night. Bye. <laughs> right, see, see ya. Right. Red Falcor's up next. I always find it interesting. Um, you know, people who uh, people who criticize but can't do. You know, if right. it's like if if you think you can do a better job, absolutely do a better job. That's 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 the whole point. Uh, funny that that doesn't usually happen. <laughs> I eagerly await. It's hard to do. Yeah, that's that's the reality. But no, it's it's easy. You're just a grifter. You've just duped everyone. Okay, well, start duping, I guess. Yeah. It's that easy. Uh, let's see who's up next. Oh yeah, Red Falcor. That's right. Let me find him. Red Falcor, you're good to go if you're ready. I cannot hear him. He's muted for me as well. We'll give him a second. Who's up next? Old Man Hound. That's a good name. Old Man Hound, you're good to go if you're ready. Oh, hey. Oh, hey, guys. What's on your mind? Um, hey there. Um, sorry, I jumped around there. How, um, how are you? We are well. How are you? I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Hey, so it was interesting about the myth when he was talking about um, Neon. You know, I Actually, I liked hearing you guys debate with people that have uh, pretty different opinions. It's interesting to see, and you guys have a very, you guys have usually very well thought out arguments. So it's interesting to see you, uh, stand. Yeah, I will, I will always credit, um, those who are willing to come on and offer, uh, an opinion that's different. I, 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 you know, I think I did that much to blondes. Um, I don't know. You were very frustrated with me cause I probably did it too much, but I do want to say thank you to people who do that. It's, it's, courageous and it shows a willingness to engage with the other side and i'll always yeah. say uh i always commend people for doing that and I, and I can understand that sometimes they can be a little bit cringy but the ones that are more well argumentative i would like to hear like sort of you know just like their opinions on it because there is a there is so much rage between both sides uh, just having someone connect is yeah i i agree i mean i'll be honest that i've it's just like the effort of trying to, to engage with people on the progressive end is so infrequently successful that it's not that I'm unwilling to do it. Of course, where the opportunity arises, I'll, I'll be there, especially yeah. if the invitation is to me. But I've found so little success in actually getting them to come over here that I've found it to be mostly a waste of my time. I could be doing something productive instead of trying to round these people up. So there's not a lot of effort for me to try to reach out to get these people but my door is always open. Well, we learned after that Spino debate that it was probably not <laughs> Well, I definitely made my own mistakes. I think we made our mistakes in structuring that too. And I learned a lot from 
how to structure things about how to structure things going forward, even though we haven't had a lot of good opportunities to put it into practice. Yeah, I did want to say the debates you guys have had. Um, they, some of them they they got cringy, and it's not you guys' fault. They they your opponents descended pretty. Yeah, but structurally, it is it is our fault. Like I, one thing I learned from the Spino debate too is like never again will I do anything that it's got to be rules of like this person and that person engaging, not like multiple people. I'm not going to do that. Um, it, it, there have been cases where I've had people on my channel. I think of the Nico House interview, where it was kind of fun and entertaining debate, whatever it was, kind of fun and entertaining. But I had I didn't get a moderator because I thought, well come on like he seemed like a nice guy in exchange he seemed like a nice guy setting it up and then he just went insane during the actual debate so that's another rule for me is like get a get a third party peacekeeper or moderator yeah yeah uh that's another rule and right, well, uh, maybe maybe i'll bring up a oddball topic sometime hey let me bat it over to bond blonde with a quick question real quick blonde sure, so with sure, with all fast. the pedophilia bouncing around do you think do you think a lot of the female news anchors that have stood up to Trump because, you know, everybody hates him are starting to, like, feel a little bit of morality. They're thinking, like, oh, geez, I can't stand up for that. I don't know. I, I don't think it was perceptible to Amy Robach. I think that she was just like, I got scooped. This, this is horseshit. I, I hmm. don't think that – I think that to be good at your job, unless you're Tucker Carlson, you basically have to – have a loose sense of morality in that field. Whoa, that is cold. You really mm -hmm. think they're that, that like moralist? Oh yeah. I, I don't think they give a shit. I mean, look at, did you watch the project Veritas video? At I, first I, I watched I, it and I was like, good for her. And then I watched it again and I was like, she doesn't care at all about the actual pedophilia here. She was just mad. She got scooped. She should have said, I like, I can't live with the guilt of knowing that I could have stopped this if I would have just sacrificed my career. But my career, it's so fucking important. My stupid career, I'm on TV. I'm like, whatever, fuck like, these whatever. people. They're all going to burn in hell. Goodness, but even with all the Me Too stuff floating around, you don't think she was like, there's just a temptation there to to jump in and to you know pull the, pull the covers back and show what's going on? No, because I think most of the Me Too stuff is illegitimate. Like they act like Trump is some terrible pervert because he's a billionaire that bangs hot chicks his whole life. Like that's the standard of things. But then they have a story about the most, in her words, prolific pedophile in the history of America. And she's like, I don't want to ruin my career. And I want to keep doing interviews with these royals that nobody gives a shit about. It's like, where's your, where's your spine, bitch? Why didn't you do the right thing? Hmm. Wow. Uh, if you don't mind me saying so, that's pretty black there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Even for you. I know. We got to give you the boot, though. <laughs> Thanks, man. All right. See you all later. See Have ya. a good night. Red Falco, are you still there? Yes, I am. S Go for it if that. you're ready. From, no problem. Hey. From uh, my, my, my end, it looked like I was uh, skipped a couple of times, and then I got distracted. Ah. So, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, just to uh, pivot off of what Old Man Hound was saying, you know, uh, uh, it's interesting to th th think about the kind of evil that the, you have to be to be more concern concerned that the, you got scooped the, 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 than who else you put 
in in d- danger who else's sure. life that you may have ruined um it's and and i, I don't think pe- pe- people who are that c- 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 kind of evil or who do do p- participate in that c- kind of evil i don't think that they're really happy people i mean they they they, they may appear to be successful but uh, no i think there's probably some real pain that they deal with on a regular basis yeah. that's my speculation mm. so i don't know what do you think blonde i don't know skag you want to take this one <laughs> i mean well yeah i mean that i agree with that that, that yeah. seems sensible to me i don't i don't have a ton to add because it's it's speculative but mm-hmm. yeah i mean it's a it's an odd thing to it's an odd interpretation to have it's like dang it i couldn't leverage this into career advancement as opposed to dang it i couldn't save those kids from abuse yeah. Uh, and if that is uh, if that is your order of priority, I do consider you a morally suspect person. Yeah. Yeah. I was raised with a with a active di- dislike of uh, of religion, and so even though hmm. um, I've 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 been raised with the idea of hell through 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 uh, movies and such, but not. Uh, but it it does not seem, seem like a rational th- thing to me. But I think uh, there's a lot of of teachings in cr- cr- Christianity that that are just plain practical and useful and de- 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 describe right. real life, even in a my- mythical kind of sense, mm. um, and. Uh, and I think that's what one thing that Jordan Peterson is actively tr- tr- trying to do is is bring these s- s- psychological mechanisms to bear on the rational uh, s- secularists so that they're yeah. u- 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 useful to them as well. Hmm. All right. Well, thanks, man. All right. I yeah, appreciate it very you. much. Yeah. Have a good night. Yeah. Let's take uh, let's take our first break. Got a couple over on uh, Streamlabs. This one is spicy, but we'll see what Susan says about it. The whole we have to fight them there so we don't have to fight them here argument falls flat. When the borders get pried open and kept open, if we hadn't allowed Muslims to immigrate to the USA, maybe 9-11 doesn't happen. Were they, um, what was their immigration status? The 9-11 hijackers, were they legal? I don't remember. Residents? What? I should look that up. I'm not, I, I don't know the specifics of that. I, I think that they were legally in the country though, were they not? That's not, that is, that is accurate. I don't know. I, I think, think I'd were. have to look it up. Uh, Chicken Fried Monkey says, the goddamn libertarian candidate screwed my sitting governor last night. I assume this is uh, Kentucky. By stealing 28,000 votes, he lost by around 5,000 votes. Without it, I get to keep a Republican governor. What are your thoughts about third-party candidates? Uh, also, Epstein didn't kill himself. Well, the reality of uh, of a winner-take-all system is that an independent party or a third party is only going to play the role of spoiler. I mean, what are my thoughts on it? Do, am I mad at anyone for running, um, you know, for running for office on what they believe to be the correct set of principles? No, but I think you as a voter do have to weigh strategy versus principles. And I, I do all the time. It, like when I, the, yeah, the answer we do is on the show. I mean, this is why we fight all the time because I talk about how strategy is important, but I, I don't know. I'm coming up. 
coming around to your way of thinking. Well, but there are times where I view the strategy as more important than perfect ideological alignment. I'll give you an example. In the Senate race in Montana last year, uh, John Tester was up against Republican Matt Rosendale, and I was so irritated with Senate, the Senate Democrats after what had happened with Kavanaugh that even though I'm more aligned with the, in, with the libertarian candidate for Senate, I voted for Matt Rosendale because I don't want Democrats to have Senate power. Right. And lo and behold, the libertarian candidate swiped just enough votes from Matt Rosendale in Montana to keep John Tester in power. That's exactly why I voted for Rosendale. But I'm not mad at the libertarian candidate for running. I, I, I guess I yeah. would be, if I'm mad at anybody, I would say it's voters who, I think it's fair to be mad at voters who you think have misprioritized uh, or maybe they've they've chosen the perfect over the good, like the the unattainable perfect over the very attainable good. I am uh, very distracted because I need to go to the bathroom. Okay, why don't you, well, I don't have. Um, can you do one or two while I open up super chat? Yeah, that that I'm sorry, it comes on so quickly. Uh, Shauna Thornton, blonde. What's your favorite cookbook for cooking meat? In I was a degenerate vegetarian for a long time, so I'm still learning. Um, oh God, I wish I knew what this is called because I got it at a um at an antique store, but I have this cookbook on Viennese cooking and it has so many good meatball and sausage recipes. Um, so yeah, Viennese cooking, you can learn. And then I also love all the Dutch meats. I make Dutch meatballs every winter. Um, Ooh. They're so good. Uh, uh, I can, I can take over. Oh, if, thank you so uh, much. All right. Yeah. Stay here. Stay here. Uh, nobody. No, no. Thanks for supporting Ryan Easterling as well. And Alex, uh, Karis. Thank you guys. Hey, Skag, Skag, been a fan since the triggered podcast. Got to know, are you still in contact with Frito and have you spoken to Keem since the fallout? Um, no, I, I actually have not. We, I, the summer after I left the show, this is going way back. This is the old video games podcast I used to do. And actually Keemstar joined it. And there was a big, I don't know if it's even still on YouTube, but there was a big fallout and I ended up leaving the show. And thus this show was born, actually. Um, so thanks for tuning in for that long. But no, I have not, I'm not in contact with Frito. We did one reunion show that summer after I left. And, you know, we're, if, if he wanted to speak, sure. I, I'm, I'm not, I don't have any animosity um, towards any of those guys. I think they're all great guys. Keemstar, uh, I don't think is a good actor. I, I, don't talk to him. He's one of the few people I have blocked on Twitter. Uh, I that guy is uh, is not an honest operator, in my opinion, and so I've chosen to disassociate with Keemstar entirely, and uh, I don't speak with him whatsoever, and I and I won't. But uh, but thanks for tuning in. Uh, Matthew Rowley says, Matt, I accept your five dollar Forty ers bet unless you accept the following. I give you fifty dollars if I lose, and you wear a Forty ers hat and AOC T shirt that Sunday. If you lose, ooh, that's the stakes are higher. Um, I can't accept it right now because it's hard for me to think about the specifics on the spot with limited time. Send me an email with this proposition and I will I will consider it because I'm pretty confident in my opinion that the 49ers are a one and done playoff team. Shauna Thornton is up next if you're if you're wanting to take over. Sure. Uh, <laughs> we spend money on Israel. They have a wall, they have a pro-child policy, and they have a national health care. They have a ban on gay marriage but we can't have these things because reasons i like israel is, but america is that true there's no uh there's no legal gay marriage in israel i didn't know that uh yeah and miscegenation is illegal hmm. so you can't marry outside of the faith which is also the race so. it's illegal well they, no rabbi will recognize your marriage so it's 
Virginia. Well, but isn't but that's different than state enforced, right? It's I'm pretty sure it's state enforced. I'd, that, I'd be surprised if that's the case, but maybe it is. Um, let me know in the live chat. Maybe I'm wrong about that, but I'm pretty sure I researched this. Um, let's see. Anybody? Uh, yeah, they're saying I am correct. Huh. Um, Slasher, Warren's meme team should be called Warren's wagon burners. <laughs> uh, Robert Atkinson for gender equality. Kill Mary Boff, Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, and Mark Ruffalo. I... Is, does Mark Ruffalo say a bunch of dumb crap all the time? Because I am not aware that he does. That I don't know. Ben doesn't. Affleck's the worst of them. I think that's... You got to kill Ben Affleck. Yeah. I would ben marry just... Matt Damon. I think Mark Ruffalo has said a bunch of dumb crap. Um, I'd marry Matt Damon because, even though he said a bunch of stupid stuff, he said something right about Me Too once. Oh, He's yeah. One time. But then he went back on it. Yeah, yeah but he, he said it the first time. It was brave. Yeah. Um, he was made to go back on it. He also has been married to the same woman for like 15 years. And I'm pretty sure he doesn't mess around on her and he has four kids. Hmm. So, all right, Mary, Matt Damon. Ugh, but then I have to bang Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> Let's just do a couple more in the interest of time. So we get back to the calls. Doxon's rule. Hey guys, you got any intel on that Mormon family that got ambushed and killed in Mexico? Um, what a, that is just so sad. I'm so sad for this family. It's just terrible. Yeah. I've, we'll definitely talk about that one more on Sunday. Uh, let's do one more. Jet Jones. Mark Ruffalo is interfering in Irish politics by pressuring the Irish government not to extract natural gas. Ah, so he has said a bunch of dumb crap. Hmm. Uh, thanks to our uh, supporters over on DLive, Pius and uh, Baba. Thanks for supporting the, the show over there, guys. Let's get back to the uh, callers. And uh, Frank is up uh, next. Frank Underwood. He's back. What's up, man? Ah, hi, guys. Hey there. Thought you skipped me. So, uh, sometimes the order gets, you know, shows up differently for you than for me because uh, everyone's coming in at the same time, you know? Well, no worries. Oh, but uh, what I wanted to talk about is um, I, I, I've seen Charlie Kirk respond to one of the groypers. Mm-hmm. And he said, uh, he said that, uh, that uh, unlike Israel, America is not like a, like a, a country ba- based on, on blood or on... on or on geography, it's a, it's an idea, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought that that's basically making up a new kind of nationalism, because if America is only an idea, it's not connected to to, uh, to heritage or anything. That also means that every everywhere in the world where people have the same kind of ideas, they also become American, and anyone in your country that stopped believing in these ideas. They're stopping in America. Yeah, I guess um, the other question too is like, is whether one of those is more practical or not? The other question that I think they're getting yeah. at is, is one of those inherently wrong? Like, is right. one of those morally wrong or not? And I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I just want a uniform standard as always. Like, if it's wrong, then it's wrong for everybody. But if it's, if it's fine, then it's fine for everybody. I don't know. Well, um, it's it, it's not so much if it's right or wrong. I just don't see how it can can possi- possi- possibly work at all. Because mm-hmm. you, you're going to have to you're going to have to have to somehow control or get rid of the people who don't believe in the ideas, right? That whatever they are, and you're going to have to import the other people to your country. Yeah, your country of that nation. You know, I mean, the, the, a lot of this stuff is is interesting because there's 
the way I look at it in the ideal, of course, the only thing that matters is your value structure. But I can't deny observable realities that communities do tend to self-segregate. We've talked about this before. And it's not just white people. It's not just white flight. It's everybody. Generally, people have in-group preferences and they, they self-segregate accordingly. You see this all over. Yeah. Uh, so is there something that's in human nature about that? I suppose that's why it keeps happening everywhere. This this debate, I do think, is one that comes down to like... Uh, what would be ideal in an ideal world versus what happens in reality, you know? Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not endorsing any one way. It's just, it's, it's observably happening. Well, it's, it's on a deeper level. Cause if you say that you, all of America had the same beliefs and there was no immigration or emigration at all. Mm -hmm. And then somehow people start changing their minds to, 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 say communism or something and just rejecting all the ideas of the say the constitution mm -hmm. like then they then they wouldn't uh, keep being american under this uh, this uh, definition yeah america i suppose that it'd have to be something else they'd have to call themselves so, so, something else or so then the question is like how can how can you sustain this nation without uh, without going for uh, for uh, thought policing uh, or maybe yeah. idea policing well, I do, I do think that if you, yeah, ideas of I certainly, if not like thought police, your citizens, you have to have some measure of, of that at the border of the people coming in. If you're, if you're having people come in, mm -hmm. if America is an idea, I suppose that's one of the, the, another disconnect on, on the left, but maybe they don't even think America is an idea, but I guess if you do, in the way you're describing America is a value structure. Yeah, you have to police at the border for belief in that value structure. Otherwise, the value structure doesn't survive. Absolutely, yeah. to the point that you're making. Yeah. Yeah, anyways, I guess my time's up, so see you around. All right, thanks, man. Appreciate <laughs> thanks. it. Thanks. I don't know why I'm being well, so mean. You're being mean? Yeah. What do you mean? I, th I think you're... No, you're doing a good job of telling me to move along. Okay. Because I don't do that, I don't do that uh, naturally. Spanners is up next. Hey guys, how you doing tonight? Hey there. We're all right. How are you? Cannot complain. I uh, I I missed call and show last week, but mm -hmm. I I got to get this in. I am very disappointed in how you guys handled Halloween last week. Oh why? What why? Because you guys didn't dress up. What do you mean? You didn't dress up. I was expecting something wild and crazy, and you just guys you you you, you came as uh, you always are. Wait, are you being it, facetious? Because we did dress up two weeks ago. Yeah, is this a joke? I am being facetious. All right. But, it, but yeah. in all seriousness, Matt, it was very nice of your fiancé to uh, let you borrow his costume. <laughs> you got okay. me there. You got me there. All right. Okay. Uh, for real, though, uh, I don't know if you guys have had a chance to uh, talk about this yet, but I, I, I saw that Warren finally came out with a plan for mm. her um her her medicare for all um plan have you seen that i've not read the specifics of her uh, so this is the plan her she released the plan to fund it or to finance it yeah and i've not read the specifics i've heard people discussing it but i've not read read the plan myself okay um 
I was I was just was was interested at the uh, the modest price tag of uh, fifty two trillion dollars. What a steal! And actually, What's it probably that? is. Uh, you know, we joke about the modest price tag, but in reality, it assuredly will cost far more than she says it will. Especially oh, if your plan is open borders. Um, and you know, I'm 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 looking at these ridiculous numbers on you know having this plan cost as as much more even uh than it would to pay off the national debt twice yeah, what is, what's the annual federal budget uh, just for perspective less than that. 52 trillion um 53 so is it 52 trillion a year or is that over like a 10-year period i i, I think the, the official line is is 52 trillion over a decade okay so we're talking about something like uh, over a decade, we're talking about five trillion dollars a year. Is that is that accurate? Um, for perspective, the federal budget is about seven hundred in fiscal year twenty eight. No, let's see. Uh, yeah, fiscal year twenty eighteen was seven hundred seventy nine billion. So we're talking about ballooning the annual federal budget by at least fivefold. Is that am I doing the math right here? Something like that. Although she claims that she can do it. Without increasing taxes and without spending any more by by cutting um, budgets everywhere else and by forcing companies to pay for it because mm -hmm. technically not a tax. Right. And the richest people with all the best legal teams will assuredly comply without any resistance right. whatsoever. They surely won't move money around or restructure things or outright leave the country. Well, of course. Um, and, and I'm just having trouble comprehending how anyone can look at this proposed path forward and say yeah that sounds about right i guess if the to if you're in if you're in a position where you it is the it's the alternative to no insurance no health insurance whatsoever it's totally inaccessible to you and you can't afford it maybe i guess but but we also live in a country where if you show up in an emergency room by law you must be treated yeah. So, I mean, as a practical matter, it's not to say that people are dying on the street because they can't receive health care. That doesn't happen. Anyone can go to an ER and they must receive care. That's not an ideal system. I'm not saying that's a great system. But even if you're in a position where you absolutely can't access health care, uh, insurance, that is, um, I don't. Yeah, I don't see the wisdom in this. All right. Let's just yeah, give me the wrap it up. You get last word if you want it. Um, no, that's all I had. Thanks for your time, guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks. Bye. Have a good one. And that's the other part of this plan, too, is like uh, Medicare drastically underpays compared to right. private insurers. You also have the question of will there be enough healthcare providers to meet demand under this structure? Mm -hmm. Just because you've declared it a right and it's publicly funded doesn't mean people are volunteering to be doctors if the yeah. financial incentive is not there. Well, then what do you do? I guess you force people to be doctors at gunpoint. Great. That's I bet they'll be super great doctors. The best. <laughs> okay, Budafet's up next. Budafet, you're going to go if you're ready. Howdy. Hi. What's on uh, your mind? Blonde, my wife is still really nervous about messaging you because she's kind of starstruck. <laughs> That seems so crazy to me. I'm not even wearing real pants right now. Hmm. Um, and Matt, I figured out why you like Coors so much. 
Why is that? A... The founder's name is Adolf. Oh, yeah. well, that's that's cool. Was it Adolf Coors? Yes. Really? Yeah, that's I got a, a case of those um, Coors banquets, and it yeah. says it on there. Adolf Coors. Yeah. All right. That's um, cool. Piece of history. Yeah. And you guys on Sunday were asking what Blair Black was. Yeah. It's Blair White's second channel. So I don't know if like that weird tranny that stabbed the stomach was trying to like take a shot at Blair or I wonder how long that drag know. queen's name has been Blair Black. I, without knowing, I'm I would just say it's coincidence. But yeah. at least I'm not aware of any connection to Blair White. I mean, I don't know. Blair's pretty infamous. Yeah, maybe it, it's got. It seems like it's got to be right. I mean, like the but conduct person, of the, the person in general kind of leads me to believe that they're kind of spiteful like that. This person, also strictly speaking, whether there's a whatever the difference may be, I suppose this person is a drag queen and not a transgender person, at least in their own self-identification. If that matters, right. I, so I, I don't know. Like, is Blair big in the drag community? Because Blair's a transgender person. I mean, Blair's gone after those, the, like, talked about the, the uh, story time a lot in some of her more uh, recent okay. videos. So she, yeah. it might be something related to that. That Yeah, maybe. There. I mean, it, it'd be interesting to tweet the, the video at her and see what she says. Hmm. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't have any special... Uh, you know, messaging avenue to Blair or anything like that. But if people do get any insight on that, I'd like to hear it. All right. Well, I'm not going to take up any extra time. Have a good night, guys. Sure. Thanks, Thanks man. Bye. Adult male content. I think this is maybe, what is this, 20 minutes of circumcision talk again? <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, he got booted. He might be on mobile. Let's try again. Well, friendly reminder. There we go. Are you on mobile, Mr. Mail Content? God damn it. Let's try one last time. Yeah, are you on, you must be on mobile, right? Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I got you now. So just just go while it's loud. Oh, blonde can't. Desktop, Sorry. laptop, always better than mobile. PSA, it's it just kicked him out again. All right, just go just go for it, dude. I'm going to let you go cuz there's technical difficulties. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, so last time I called in, it was about circumcision, and as soon as I got off the call, you guys had some interesting conversation about botches and so forth after mm -hmm. I got off the call. And I wanted to answer your question about that. So the interesting thing about botches is that uh, because circumcision is an unregulated procedure, they don't actually keep records of that. And if a child does die of it or if there is a botch, it'll be recorded for something else but the current estimate is that about 12 percent of uh circumcisions have some degree of a botch including complete really? amputation do we know how that compares to just uh medical procedures at large that strikes me as high but i don't know what a baseline it, well, failure rate would be well if you understand the difference in training for a circumcision as opposed to any other procedure. Um, there's a phrase in medical school called, uh, it goes, uh, see one, uh, do one, teach one. So it's okay. not as if it's not as if they're they're learning for months and months, you know, how to do these things. You, you, you're taught how to put the clamps on and that's it. So there's going to be a much higher degree of botch for something like that. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, thanks for answering the questions. Last word if you want it. 
Oh, yeah. Um, thank you so much for, for having me on. Last time you had me on for like 10 minutes. It's such <laughs> yeah. an incredibly important. It's such a, it's such a misunderstood issue. And I, I hope to God that it's just a matter of people getting informed. Um, yeah, it is one of those uh, one of those things that admittedly I didn't even think about until, you know, recent years. You just think like, well, this is just the norm because it is. And yeah, it's not normal. Yeah, I, yeah. I think uh, I think it's hard to argue a lot of the points that you're making. Of course, I'm I'm taking your stats as true. I I assume you you got those from someplace credible. But just in terms of the the moral argument and the the bodily autonomy argument, yeah, I think I yeah. think there's a, certainly a a a case that's tough to argue against on your side. Yeah, I, I'll leave you with this. Um, what medical research did you do to decide that female genital cutting was wrong? Ah, yeah, I can hear him now. That's pretty. That's a that's a fair take. Yeah. Did I miss a whole circumcision conversation? Yeah, he's talking about stats for. I can go failures. on. I can go yeah. on. Well, thank you guys. <laughs> Thanks, man. He uh, he was citing some stats that basically about twelve percent have some kind of of failure. Now I don't know what oh. the standard of failure is. Does that mean? What does that mean? Does that mean scarring? Does that? He said up to and including amputation. So that would be on the severe far end. I guess what's on the what's on the minimal low end. To qualify as failure, that would be the question. I don't know. He did, I, I don't have I don't time yet. Yeah. Uh, Magic Sky Fairy. 69, of course. Magic Sky Fairy 69. You're good to go. Hey, what's up? Hey, how you guys doing? Well, I got right. uh, the double up from um, video and talking to you guys simultaneously. Oh, you definitely uh, want to mute that stream. You'll get confused. Done. It's done. I'm All not right. confused anymore. Well, not on that. Yeah. Um, so uh, I don't think you've ever done a climate change video. So I'm going to Greta Thunberg you now. Okay. Uh, you know, <sighs> let's hear it. Where, 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 where are you on this issue? What is my stance? So here's yeah. my general take as somebody who's not, uh, I'm not a climate scientist. So I'm not going to opine on um, whether or not humans are uniquely a cause of a global increase in temperature. What I will say is I'll even grant that that's the case, that human beings are cause. I'll, I'll take that as true. The, the 95% consensus of climate scientists that human beings are driving a increase in global temperatures. The question right. is, I don't, just to intervene, I don't think you should give them that. But for the sake sure. of what you were about to say, we'll go on. Here's my take is even if that's true. Who do I trust to solve it? What mechanism do I trust to solve it? It's the same thing with environmentalism generally. Generally, consumers like environmentally friendly and efficient options. And I trust, we've seen this with cars. We've seen this with home energy. We've seen this with right. electricity efficiency. If I'm given a choice between a vehicle or any other carbon producing product that, that performs the same, that does this does the job just as good as the old model but is more efficient in its energy consumption better for the earth i will always choose that and i think most mm -hmm. consumers will and i think Probably there's would. actually a market demand for that sort of innovation i trust market innovation and human ingenuity and human freedom to solve these problems far more than i trust a government gun I don't mm -hmm. think that there's one wise person in the government who's going to say, this is for the climate. You do this, you do that, you do this. Here's a centrally planned economy for the good of us all. I've seen that story before, and I, I don't trust the government to do it. That's, that's my take generally. Right, obviously. But I was just saying just in terms of the science. Um, I, I just don't, don't know enough, and I just, I'm not that interested in reading it, to be honest. Oh, really? Not, I mean, 
I, you seem to just hand over the consensus argument really willingly. Like I'm not saying that I thing. that I agree. I'm saying that even if that's the case, that I don't right. think that their case for gover- mass government central control naturally follows. That's what I'm trying to say. No, I, I agree. That's bullshit, too. And even if you could, yeah. like, regulate the entire developed world behind Greta Thunberg and, you know, <laughs> we all live in potato sacks um, yeah. or whatever um you'd still got china and india and africa who are just gonna say go fuck yourselves we're doing whatever we want anyway so Um, so can you give me the case why i should reject the the scientific consensus of 95 percent of them why is that bunk well first off because that's bullshit because the people who actually compiled it you're actually supposed to say 97 percent that's what the study said yeah sorry and um it was sort of a self-selected pool like it was and they also framed the terms of it michael knowles did a whole video on where that came from and lots of people have because this one study that 97 percent figure has been debunked multiple times hmm. um but uh, even i mean i'm not even so concerned about that because science isn't done by consensus anyway like at one point you had consensus that the earth was flat like that that doesn't matter hmm. um but what you should be looking at is like, you know, whatever information is available on the topic. So there's a chart. If you go in Google and just do a Google image search for CO2 over millions of years, uh, you can see in the Cambrian period, that was the first recognized period. Like you've got Jurassic and I forget what we're in right now. But at that time, it was actually 7,000 parts per million of carbon and CO2 in the atmosphere. We're down at like 400 right now. Uh, and they're freaking out over the rays because apparently it was like 330 or something like that um, mm. in the year 1900. And even what really kind of red-pilled me on this topic, I said, okay, the left is wrong on most things. But this, they've got the scientists, you know, the, the eggheads, they know. Mm-hmm. Um, then it turns out this one, not, not even, because NASA, which used to be called NCAR, if you look at the data that they originally issued in 1974, they had a 30-year period of cooling starting from 1940 in their global temperature data. Now, in theory, the same data extended uh, is what they reissued when they were called NASA in 2017. And if you do a Google image search of that as well, um, they've actually uh, smoothed it. So what they've said is, uh, oh, the earlier data actually, you know, we had to adjust that downward for smoothing. And then they've basically erased this 30-year period. Sorry, I've got to go apparently. Yeah, we'll we'll have to (laughs) wrap it up. But I think it's a fair assumption that that global carbon emissions were massively increasing at that same time, right? You're seeing the rise of the consumer. Oh, yeah. The Industrial Revolution started in the 20s. So that's that's the point of it is we had carbon being dumped into the atmosphere and a 30-year period of cooling in the middle of that. Interesting. Okay. Well, thanks. Thanks for the insight, man. Okay. Have a good one. Bye. Sorry, I'm trying to. No, you're doing a good job. Otherwise, uh, we go on and on and on. I'm glad that you're being, uh, you're intervening here. Well, we got to take a break, though. We got to take a, a, a quick super champery. Uh, Robert Franklin, I really enjoyed Sargon's take on the Groypers because that is how I personally feel about it. I don't care about demographics as long as you follow constitutional values. No white Antifa commies. Mm. Well, yeah, I, I agree on that front, too. And like we were talking about earlier, um, I agree in that, that that is that is the ideal. I have to wonder, though, like, how do I want to phrase this question without getting in trouble? Why is it that values demonstrated to produce success have a lot of difficulty rising in other parts of the world? Why? And I'm, I'm not asking that rhetorically. Why? Why? It's It's a fair question. I'm not trying to throw anyone under the bus or say that it's inherent to any one particular community, but, but it, there's an observable truth to it. I have to acknowledge that. And yeah, before I get myself in any trouble, you know, Oh, this is an office reference. 
Bears beats Battlestar Galactica. Did you see the whistleblowers mm. lawyers of coup attempts in January 2017? As one falls, two more will take their place. Love you guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's really true. Yeah. Uh, Michael Anderson, I call shenanigans a person's sexual preference is determined by brain structure. There are clear environmental influences on sexual preference. For real. They, yeah, I mean, I, does any, does anybody honestly think that it's uniquely one or the other? I think that there's definitely a genetic component, but like most things, like mental illness, for example, I think that there's a genetic predisposition and then it's shaped by environmental yeah factors. i mean not that i consider these the same thing but think of like alcoholism for example it's yeah. it's fundamentally there's a predisposition and a choice element mm -hmm. i, don't I definitely agree you know, i'm not again don't send me your angry emails i'm not saying they're the same thing whatever i'm just saying most of these occurrences are some blend of both influences right Nathan Quinn, hey, we talked two years ago about an interview, and then suddenly we're in the upside down with all this Trump insanity. Where do I contact you now? Uh, on the website, or just send me an email, but my email is linked on the website, so just head over there, and uh, all the contact info is there. Unless you're trying to get to Blonde, in which case, good luck. You There's no way, yeah. You gotta navigate. I read comments on my channel, <laughs> so I know crafty. which ones to delete. Um, <laughs> Big LC, Streamlabs hasn't worked for me since that time CNN banned you, keeps refusing my card, even though Google works fine with it. Also, oh, I forgot to, uh, that's right. We had, a, I forgot to test it. We had complaints about this uh, a couple of weeks ago and I forgot to test it. I'll have oh, to no. send myself a note. So thank you for the reminder. Uh, Kevin Flanagan, uh, the immigration status of the people who died in 9-11, natural born Israelis. Uh, what? I don't know why that's I'd not that. true. I'm totally arbitrary about the things <laughs> oh, I want. Oh, right. I get what he's saying. I get what he's saying. Yeah. -uh. I get uh, what he's Jared Tank, talk about how the UK's nationalized healthcare system will deny people treatment if they're considered offensive. Tim, it's nuanced pool covered it this morning. It's Soviet styled hmm. BS. Well, there was that case. Nice. Remember that that case of that little boy Alfie the last year or two who right. tried. Okay, yeah. we can't get it through the NHS. Can we go to Italy to get our son no. experimental, possibly life saving life saving surgery or medical treatment? No, you have to stay here because the NHS says so. Abed says Monroe destiny by Greenland uh, annex Mexico according to Canada bends over and thanks us take South America in a quick swift campaign. Mm. Um, Aramalathea YouTube changed their terms and services, which appears to make sponsorship against the TOC. Really? What sponsorship as in like what uh, paid advertising? Your videos are sponsored. Uh, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I haven't seen any information on YouTube changing that. But they change Laurel. things all the time without notification. So That's true. Yeah, I, I don't doubt you, but I did not know that. Uh, Laurel has a good question. Uh, what do you think is the single most important political issue in the U.S. and why um, uh, political you, issue? You got to go with immigration, right? I got to go with immigration, but... It's not just immigration for me. It's it's the culture surrounding the acceptance of multiculturalism, which mm. is a political issue, is it not? I mean, I don't really hear for any sure. politicians talk about how we need a moratorium on immigration. Like, I haven't heard any politician say straight up. No, I mean, even even Trump's State of the Union, recall, he said, I want more legal immigration than ever. That's that's what yeah. he said. At, was it his last that's State of the Union? That's insanity. Or the one I mean, to me, that's like 
it's it's like okay you're gonna deal with with the open borders you're gonna deal with the the border issue but you're still gonna let let a bunch of people in it's like we need to change the culture surrounding I mean, at, understanding at least of, you get a legal vetting and a legal control of who's coming in then but i agree with you if you're still letting in a shitload of people that, who cares i agree I don't with the general it. premise that that we have that we've got the status quo right now especially with illegal immigration the amount of people flooding this country totally unvetted whether they hold our values or not whether they're criminals or not that's not really sustainable particularly if you're supporting them with an entire social safety net um so yeah i mean i'm inclined to agree that that generally i mean i I suppose i could go another way and say like losing sight of our constitutional values generally our our bill of rights values there's this compelling case to be made well why is that Part of why that is, is because a whole bunch of people are coming in who don't share those values, that these things are interconnected. Don't share those values. What does that mean? People who don't necessarily believe that the that the Bill of Rights, as articulated, is right, that that free speech as a pretty much absolutist standard is right, that the right to self-defense is right, that economic freedom. I'm just trying to trap you. I I know. I know. But yeah, that's I mean. These are related. There are issues. large groups of homogenous people that think that our entire way of life is bullshit and continue to immigrate into this country. Yes, because there's an incentive to do that because there's a lot of money to go around. Yeah, but I I don't think this is all value based. I think that values are highly correlated to demographics. There's no den- I can't I can't sit here honestly and deny that's the case. I mean, this is what we we're speaking about earlier. Can I, you know, can, we've been doing this. I've been, I've been doing my channel for four years, and it's like I can barely talk about anything that I was trying to just start talking about four years ago. It's like I'm not going anywhere. Like I can't yeah, talk I, about I mean, anything I want to. What's the point? And it's certainly not. That's not the way I want the world to work. I want every country. I want every group to adopt proven values that lead to success and prosperity. I want that. The reality is, for whatever reason, there are large segments of the of the world that don't want to do that. I suppose that's their right, but the point is if they want to come here to this place, those are the values that should be upheld. Uh, Nero Bear, was the moon landing fake or maybe fake? And when are you <laughs> going to interview on Benjamin again? I'd love to have on Benjamin on again. It's one of my favorite conspiracy theories. I, lo- I love that one. How is it blowing in the wind when there's no, the flag was blowing in the wind and there's no wind You know what the, the best moon, one man. I've heard about it is? The one that what? made me go, huh, I can't even believe I'm saying this. This is, this is going to make me sound retarded. But like, how did they get the footage down to earth when your Wi-Fi signal doesn't work in your bathroom? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I'm sure they could explain it. NASA knows. Um, yeah. Kiewicz, uh, five, four, three of the hijackers, five were illegal overstayers, four mm. were pulled over by traffic cops. Three of those were pilots. Okay. All right. Ah, Let's, so they uh, were illegal. You want to hold off on the rest until? Sure. Um, until we get to them at the end of the show. I'll do the same for Streamlabs, so I'll be back with you guys in a little bit. Thanks to Pius and Baba again for supporting over on DLive, guys. Let's get to our last segment for callers. I don't even know how to pronounce this name. So let's see if I can find this person. I think it's E... I'm going to go with Egrin. Egrin, you're good to go if you're ready. Hey. Oh, sweet. Hello. What's on your All mind? right. All right, got a question for you. Hmm. What's your thoughts on children being used as a mouthpiece or even as a soldier do you think we're at a point where it really doesn't matter no uh, i think in general we shouldn't do it i mean nicholas sandman came about organically so i have less of a problem with that but i guess the but, left would argue that david hogg was also organic 
Well, well what do you say, mean he was organic? I'm confused on that. I mean, events that happened dictated their rise to fame. They weren't like procured and created like Greta Thunberg. Oh, propped up. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well, I would say it's a battle of ideas and children, no matter how you put it, they will be used by any means necessary on either side. Hmm. Mm. Uh, uh, so, so are you saying are you are you taking the side that we should use child spokesmen, spokesboys, and spokesgirls? I'm not saying like, using like that, but I would say uh, it goes back. Um, you ever heard of Yuri Besmerov? Oh no. yeah, I don't know that name. What? What's yes, that? you have. He's that, that uh, the... ex KGB officer who was taught oh. perfectly explained years ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I've seen that clip. Essentially, even if you try to give the truth to a person that's trenched into bad ideas, they're not going to change. And you literally have to ch uh, teach an entirely new generation. Hence, mm. children's or soldiers, soldiers or, ch or children. Can't teach an old dog new tricks kind of theory, basically. Yes. Second question. Caesar! Uh, <laughs> uh, second question. Do you think uh, bond servants should be used more than Section 8. Blonde's servant? Oh, sorry. Ba uh, you... Bond servant. Uh, you know, like a present ship's uh, person oh, that oh, cleans, oh. like a butler. As, as opposed to federally subsidized housing. Yes. Uh, well, I, I don't think that federally, I don't think that subsidizing housing, just like subsidizing anything, effectively reduces the cost of it. All you're doing is increasing certain people's buying power, thus increasing demand, thus increasing the price. But uh, so as an alternative to federal subsidization of subsidization, subsidization, I can talk of anything in pursuit of affordability, I would oppose. I, I mean, I, the terms of I guess the terms of what you're describing would be work for it's like a work for trade arrangement basically i mean as long as it's it's voluntary on the side of both parties of course i would prefer that yeah it, simpler uh back to eight uh to 1700s or like jamestown you uh, you work you eat kind of a uh idea yeah as, as long as there's no coercion or force no, i don't no, have I, a problem I, with I, that I mean, back uh, back in Britain's era, there was people that were servants, but they got paid to do their jobs, and they sure. had a house that they could live in. Yeah. But I would say there has to have full authority to the people that own the house. Like, if the person, the servant, is actually being a douchebag, being rude, or, like, stealing stuff, they should be kicked out regardless. But granted, a little bit of due process is necessary, but... Bear in mind, there has to be like a balance on that. Yeah, I would generally side with the rights of property owners over. Um, in well, the case of of property owners and tenants, yeah, I could see how maybe you'd want uh, some sort of adjudication process. But at the end of the day, yeah. I have to side with the right of a property owner to manage his or her property as he she's as that uh, person sees fit. I'm all but, for like landlords to have court blanche authority over their property because it. I've heard a lot of people from the city that I work in is it's difficult just to kick anyone out of their own uh, apartments. If if your landlord is like mind-numbingly annoying, just if you have a problem with a, a tenant that is just late on things and creating a mess. Sure. Well, thanks for the thoughts, man.
Yeah, yeah and you. we all need to have swords because that's. I would say that would be really badass if everyone just could just. Oh, you're not swords. even talking metaphorically. You mean just literal swords? Yes. As okay. Also, right. card game card games on motorcycle. Okay. <laughs> okay. Thanks. Take care. Thank you for your time. Bye bye. 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 Danny's up next. Yeah, I have to go to the bathroom. Oh my god. Well, everyone's speculation is hereby invited. Proceed. I don't know what to tell you, I'm sorry. <laughs> What's up, man? It's just me for a couple minutes. Alright, well, I was gonna ask what you are y'all thought are some possible consequences of the current immigration policy in America. Well, maybe in the short or long term. Yeah, we were talking about it earlier, but I think, uh, of course, loss of core values, loss of um, loss of the value structure that makes America America is, is the chief consequence. Of course, you could get into the economics of um, of flooding a depending on the immigration that you're talking about. But if you flood the market with low skill labor, I mean, that's going to reduce the cost of work that already or the, the, reduce the. Um, the amount of money that that labor that already doesn't earn much is is. is uh, able to earn as well. I mean, it hurts people of low skill set. Absolutely. So I don't yeah. see, um, I don't, as, as the country exists right now, outside of a select group of maybe highly skilled um, people who have a, or people who have a lot of wealth, who own businesses, people who have things to bring to this country. I, I don't see a lot of benefit to, mass immigration we're not looking for a, a, we, we have no shortage of low skill low pay workers that we're looking to fill or anything like that right and uh, my point i always throw back at them or at someone who would argue otherwise is if you really do care about the poor people that are here already why are you trying to bring in more of these low skill low income exactly. earning people and then the resources that you'd give these people in the first place is going to be spread even more thin yeah, I, there is a, a terrible irony there, and it, it is a bummer because for the for people who are making minimum wage, low skill people, um, the people that the left is supposedly standing up for with their fifteen dollar minimum minimum wage nonsense, those are the people whose work you are devaluing by flooding the market with people who are competing with them, and right. and that's another. It, I never hear that one squared very well. But Bernie Sanders used to believe that. Bernie Sanders used to say. Uh, that uh, that you know, open borders and mass immigration is a tool of of globalist corporate interest. Now he doesn't say that much anymore. <laughs> Not anymore. Yeah. But it's true. I, I mean, it harms the it harms the lowest skill workers in particular. Everybody used to be more moderate. It's crazy what's happened. Yeah. I, I didn't set the timer, but I can imagine it's been two minutes. Um, yeah. Although, if, you know, if you if you wants your take on it, do you want to do you want Bond's take before we let you go? I, I only got the last part of it. So yeah, I just just can you give me a TLDR? Yeah, can you repeat the question to her? Uh, what do you think are some possible consequences of the current immigration policies in America that'll have in the short or long term? Um, I mean, balkanization is the obvious consequence. We're seeing that happen as white flight continues. People just form inland communities of like-minded and racially homogenous people. It's, it's why there's a Chinatown in every city. People just generally congregate um, along racial lines. And that's just gonna cause massive amounts of division in the country. Plus it's uh, really pissing people off because we have to subsidize all of these people's lifestyles, their poor life decisions, their, their uh, impoverished communities. It's like, it, 
and at a certain point there will be a an economic breaking point like we it's this is unsustainable i don't know why everybody in this country thinks we have all this fucking like and like a so much money a pile of money we're just going to be able to continue handing it out in perpetuity it's like nobody understands economics this gravy train will stop it will yeah the concept of scarcity doesn't seem to dawn on them that oh there's not infinite wealth here yeah declare something a human right doesn't make it appear you know Anyway, uh, do you have a quick thought on it before we let you go? You want to uh, answer your own question? Gonna, well, I was going to ask Blonde if she uh, has been keeping up with Commodon or has been in contact with him recently. No, I haven't. You know, I have just kind of drifted out of this world, and the only thing that I'm doing right now is the show. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. literally okay. it. I like, work on my other job and do the show. I mean, it's it's no... It's not a judgment of anybody else. I just have a total disinterest in this entire internet world right now. Hmm. I would recommend you email him maybe sometime. He, okay. uh, he talks he talks highly of you. Oh, so nice. Thanks, man. Thanks for All right, y'all have a good one. You as well. Golden Leaf is up next. Maybe we'll talk video games. You excited for uh, that? Yeah, I'll zone out for two minutes. Golden Leaf, what's up, man? Hello. Real quick before uh, we get to your topic, I just got to say I've had enough time now. And the 725 in Modern Warfare is the biggest horseshit weapon I've seen. In, <laughs> like, this is, this is fucking bullshit. I can't get out of any lobby without some asshole shotgunning me across the map. Like, from his hip, oh, not even aiming down Don't get me started with the slug rounds. It's even yeah. worse. But I, I don't want to have Blonde um, no, I'm not gonna pull an Epstein that. and definitely not kill herself during this call. So whatever <laughs> it is that you're looking to talk yeah, about. Yeah, mysteriously have mysteriously kill herself with a gun by taking two in the back of the head. Really yeah. precise. Yeah, really. But um, I'm not going to talk about it. Hanging yourself with a piece of, of Duty. floss. Yeah. I'll just say this. I just deleted Call of Duty because I almost spiked my controller several times. Really? I smashed mine against the desk once because of the shotgun. Yeah. No, it's because the guy I was playing with, we were playing Headquarters and Team Deathmatch. Two of the worst fucking game modes. Because people just camp. There's no incentive. Mm. It's even worse in Headquarters. Mm. I'd rather play Domination. Because that gives you incentive to capture the objectives. Yeah. Anyways... uh, I also want to give you guys the news. Um, Myth didn't tell you guys this, but the Eclipse channel has reached 650 subscribers. Cool. Nice. That's good to hear. If people are unaware, Myth does run Eclipse channel, uh, just brief clips cut from the show. So if, if that's more your jam, find the link uh, in the description of the streams as well as from the website. You can find the link to the Eclipse channel. Yeah, you wanted me to tell you that. And um, I also have a little inquiry about Fonboy and Metho. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I guess I don't, I'm going to assume that it's fair to discuss this, I suppose. I haven't even discussed this with Blonde, but I'm an open book on this. If, if you have points you want to yes. discuss. Um, Myth actually texted me saying, if you want to do a debate, I'm like, ah, yeah, I might as well step out of my comfort zone. Cause I'm more of a guy to watch a debate and then like take it in and then maybe ask questions they didn't answer. Yeah. But, uh, it was about free speech. So, I went with that. I should have gone Second Amendment. It would have been a much better. But uh, it literally came down to, like, do you believe hate speech is free speech or something like that? And I said, yes, you, I do believe uh, hate speech is allowed because it's just speech that people don't like. And it, he also said something about hate, like, something about, um, what's the word, like, threatening speech? Like, you call fire in a 
building or something. Well, there are it. there are exceptions carved out for true threats, which the court has not really defined very well. But the other the other would be um, the standard under Brandenburg v. Ohio, which is just uh, an imminent call to violent action or an imminent call to lawlessness. Yes. So that would and, be uh, like that would be like, hey, help me do this plot to go kill this guy right now. Yes. Yeah. And uh, do you know the reason why legalized banned Mythoed and Fonboy? Yeah, so here's, he, uh, and I, I'm, this is the information that was presented to me. Those two were banned under suspicion that they were recording. And um, we generally don't like to have recording in our, in our Discord server. It's my understanding that they were recording prior. They were asked not to. They deny ever recording again. Certain members of the server think circumstantially, and I think it's maybe a reasonable assumption based on what they've said, that they were. But here's, here's the thing. I have to maintain a standard for allowing people to participate in the, in the server and speak freely that is higher than simple suspicion of wrongdoing. I need hard evidence in order to ban someone from the server. So that's why I chose to unban Fawn Boys because I was Drumhead not, trials. Only I suspicion not, needed for... I was not presented with hard evidence that that's what he's doing. And the other thing about recording, I understand why people don't want it. And yeah, I don't think it's cool to go into the discord server and record either but just like the rest that's of the what internet, he was doing that's what they suspect he was doing that's weird and apparently there was a youtube video of fanboy metho and other discords with recordings other that. discords not our discord yeah, yeah but they said there were talks but now you can't even find the videos because i think they're either privatized or deleted but here's the thing about our discord server and the rest of the internet uh Anybody can join our Discord server at any time, and they can discuss anything they want. It, it's also true that just as a practical matter, anybody can record in the Discord server. There's no way to stop such a thing. We can only punish people retroactively, and we can punish them after the fact. So what I would say is if you're participating in a Discord server discussion with somebody you don't trust or on a topic that you would never want to be revealed publicly our Discord server is probably not the appropriate venue for that conversation. No Discord server is. Yeah, I you just... You guys are going to yeah. get Richard Spencer. Be careful. To the community, I will say anybody proven to have been recording in our server will be banned, but you should assume that anybody you talk to can because they yes. can, and there's nothing I can do to stop them from being able to do that. Yes, and also with this cancel culture and everything that's going on, uh, thank God we're not at its uh, sites yet, because this, if it is, then it's going to be a whole lot of trouble. Yeah. Because I really love this Discord server. Like, I've been watching your videos for a while when you were still Skag. And sure. I didn't even realize, I didn't know how to work Discord. I was like blonde. I was a boomer. <laughs> I didn't even... Well, the Discord yeah. has taken a mind of its own, and that's why I'm trying to be as fair to you guys as possible. I know that certain people are kind of troublesome in the community, and I mean, you guys kind of run this community more than I do. So I, I'm trying not to tell you guys what to do with the server, but at the end of the day, if you don't like the the rules or the way I'm managing it, I, you know, absolutely probably... take take your friends and make your own Discord server and handle it the way you want to, of course. Yeah. Yes, and also probably. I don't know, maybe have a few more trustworthy mods so that way they can always... Because I don't know how many moderators you have right now. We have a handful, and uh, my understanding is that they're... At least I'm not receiving complaints. If anything, I get complaints about being too punitive, especially from our YouTube chat. Um, but that's a different that's a different thing. 
But yeah, I mean, I, I have to be honest that like, do I, do I believe in free speech as a value that it's a good thing to foster? Yeah, I do. And so if I can't be shown that someone's doing illegal activity or um, harming or intimidating the members of that community, I, I can't just say, well, people don't like you, so you have to go away. I, I, that's inconsistent with my values. So I, I have to unban people if that's the standard. All right. Um, I know I've taken up a lot of your time. Uh, final word will be, uh, we're going to be talking about Battlefield Five and their Pacific update. Oh, I never even played the game because I didn't want to play gender politics World War Two. Y- yeah, I just played just because <laughs> Battlefield is still Battlefield. I love it. And also the Pacific is, they have Iwo Jima and you fight on top of Mount Sarabachi. Cool. And then you do, I forget the other one. I think it's Guadalcanal. Cool. But I will talk to you guys next week about that. Sure. Thanks, man. All right. Take care. All right. Bye. Thanks for letting me go on. I do feel it's uh, it's necessary to explain that to people in the Discord server, my decision to unban this individual and the, the thinking and the standard I'm trying to uphold. So Yeah. And if you disagree with me uh, very strongly, let me know. I just figure this is some stuff that you probably don't necessarily want to concern yourself with. But uh, I don't care. I mean, I'll always err on the side of banning somebody for virtually no reason. <laughs> Fair enough. We could like, ban him because he's like shit today. We could ban him because he said, um, you know, trans hormone therapy for kids is a is a positive thing. It's a good thing. He should be gone for, for that. He should be executed for that. Okay. All right. Well, now I have to I'm ban you for calling for violence. You're banned from the server. Never. All right, uh, Ovid, you're good to go. Hey, Ovid. Shalom. So well, it's getting. <laughs> that's a nice it's... greeting. It's getting towards the end of the stream, so I figured we'd just start whip out some good old misogyny, a little bit of misandry <laughs> here. Okay. Because um, I wanted to talk about this ongoing discussion about um, power and relationships and the abuse of power okay. um, and stuff like that. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, for instance, like if a boss were to, you know, end up sleeping with the secretary and stuff, you know, a lot of people Does nowadays... That ever yeah would consider that like abusive and stuff and i don't really see it that way at all um i see the human brain is kind of programmed to do two things um don't die make babies would be the summary of it yeah, uh, we, we want we want to survive and we want to reproduce that's uh, very men, well summarized men are very good at surviving we rule women eh. um women are necessary to reproduce yeah. Um, I mean, reliabilities, but you can't have babies without us. So yeah, exactly. But you know, that's the that's the exchange. So is a man holding over resources and survivability over a woman um, abusive? Well, you know, is a woman saying, you know, well, you you could never get anybody else besides me, or you know, we can the, have the... this conversation as a society when we ask if it's legitimate and fair for women to flaunt their sexual prowess and use that. Exactly. That's to advance pretty much careers. the point I was going to bring up, right? Yeah. If you're, like, if you're a 19-year-old, like, loaded girl, right, and you can go around and you, like, you can take pride in literally stealing older men because men have monkey brains. We do. It's true. You know, we see a pair of tits and, you know, a lot, most men would go right for it unless they're, you know, very disciplined, very religious, you know, women have that power and people don't like to pretend that women have power over men in that kind of way. But, you know, 
yes, men can have resource power over women, but women do have significant sexual power over men. And what these people do is they look at any situation and they assume that men are the only ones with power and that women are passive agents in the dynamic. And that's why they, they can always look and say, oh, because he was her boss, you know, he took advantage of her. Yeah, okay, but she... You know, that secretary came to work every day in the shortest. Yeah. What, she what was she wearing? Find. Yeah. Yeah. And and bent over next to the desk, you know, showing upskirt as much as she possibly could. Like, we don't know those things. You know, I would like so. to give you the last word, but I'm going to take it with my hot take. August. This is why men and women should not be working together. I agree. Shouldn't be working together. Well, it's a fair question. You remember that uh, viral Jordan Peterson interview with I think it was a vice reporter. Where yeah. he's saying, like, listen, this is basically social experimentation. We've only done it for the last few decades, and we don't know if it's going to work out. And that yeah. was treated as, like, such an insane, misogynist thing to say. But it's kind of true. I mean, you expect to just mix men and women together and not have sexual right, re- right. results ever. And, like, you know, there are a lot of reasons anti-biological. for the increasing. It is antibiotic. Yeah, there are a lot of reasons for the increasing divorce rate. But I truly believe that one of those reasons is that there was just less temptation. If you live in a town of like 700 people, you can't cheat on your wife as effectively because hmm. you're not leaving during the day to like. Yeah. When work, everybody knows in everybody and the community is strong, it is hard to get away with shit because yeah. people generally have an eye out. Yeah. And it doesn't, isn't that what we need in society? Like more accountability. Sure. I'd, I'd way rather have these things policed by community sensibilities than like the the iron fist of the law or some such nonsense yeah somebody asked me in the live chat why i'm working with a man to be fair skag and i have only met in real life one time yeah it's uh and this is i mean to be honest i think our relationship is very much an exception as opposed to a rule like this yeah. is probably the only relationship like this i've ever had in my life and and i think, and I think entertain- a lot of entertainment is a very unique section of sure work. And I think the well, especially on the internet, I'm talking about working yeah. in an office every day yeah, where yeah. you could cultivate a secret relationship with somebody unbeknownst to your spouse. Sure. I mean, do, do, I, I told, if you and I worked in cubicles next to each other, there certainly could be a different dynamic at play here. Don't mm-hmm. you think? With you? I, 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 absolutely. <laughs> don't don't, don't know, you think that, that this, if the physical proximity matters? Of course it matters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's definitely true. Hmm. All right. Thanks, All right. man. Can I, can I just yeah. get one tiny yeah, of last course, word? Of course. Uh, Jeffrey Epstein did 9-11. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ooh, oh, that's, well, that's just, a hot I'm take. just glad nobody talked about fountain pens tonight. Okay, what do you think? One more or should we call it? Um, you feeling generous? Yeah, sure. Why not? Okay, Secret Link is going to get last word on the calls. But, oh, there we go. Secret Link's right here. Secret Link, you're good to go if you're ready. But he's muted. So I guess Kyle's going to get... Oh, oh secret. hey. There you go. Go for it. Oh, hi. How are you doing? We're all right. What's on your mind? Uh, I wanted to talk about the the Washington Post uh, kind of editorial you did a video about. I think it was uh, the vid before last. Yeah, the, uh, the op-ed about hate speech. Um, I'm kind of wondering if like this is just for either of you. If you think that one of the huge disconnects between, I guess you could say a lot of conservative and liberal people is 
conservative people kind of see it as people are basically evil, and so we need to put up safeguards against that. And liberals think that, well, people are basically good, so we need to uh, just set up the right law or and we'll perfect them, and then yes. everybody will be good. <laughs> That's exactly what I was going to say is where you went there toward the end. They think that humanity is perfectible, whereas uh, people like me and like this, the show's community generally think that humans have inherent flaws, right. which we must mitigate. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think you nailed it. So do you think that's um, something that's endemic to like both to like how that plays out in uh, all the way up to how people make laws and stuff? Or is that just, um, well, I certainly think if you, where you stand on that fundamental question informs the laws you would write, uh, like would I ever write laws that think people can be perfected against, uh, against natural human inclination and natural human flaws? No, not really. I mean, I think, I think, I guess that you, you punish people for their aggressions against others, but in terms of like perfecting them into some some ideal form of human, the law doesn't, isn't really an effective means of doing that if it's even possible. Yeah. Well, and then of course there's the, uh, rather obvious thing of what is a perfect human? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, they'd have to explain it to me, but, um, but it's in the context of free speech, everybody makes mistakes in understanding and interpreting information. Whether yep. you're doing, whether you're deliberately deceiving people or you're trying to get it right, but you just make mistakes, everybody does. And that's why you have to throw in all the ideas into the mix. Some of them are shit. Some of them are totally bunk, but they still have to be thrown in because the only way we find the good ones is through that competition decentralized such that everyone participates. And it's not one guy sitting there going, well, I'm the truth decider. I'm the truth arbiter. And here is my decree. That person's just as flawed as the next guy, and he's going to make the same mistakes. Eh, benevolent monarchy. It'd be fine. It'd be well, fine. It, again, in, it, does okay. that person exist? Centuries. It's fine. It's fine. It, well, fine. it might have a better track record than some things today. <laughs> no chicks and strong Catholic benevolent monarchy. I'm in. I'm in. Can I Let's criticize the church? Off with your head. I'm Immediate Sorry. execution Sorry. by right-wing death squad. Yeah. <laughs> All right, final thought if you want it. Uh, I hope you two have a great week. Oh, well, you thank too. you. Appreciate it. Okay, we will uh, call the callers there. Thanks for uh, participating, everybody, tonight. And, uh, of course, my, uh, as always, my apology to those who did not make it into the show. We're doing the best we can, of course, and appreciate everybody's patience. And uh, hopefully we'll get to you next time. If you're having trouble getting into the show... Uh, or you'd like to participate but you can't do it live, of course, send us an email. We do consider uh, and respond to our email questions at the end of each show. That's beautyandthebeta at gmail.com. Put call-in show question in the subject line, and we'll take care of those right now. You want to go first? We sure will. Ugh, my husband is cooking elk downstairs. Elk is awesome. Lucky you. Ugh, I can't eat did that. You, did he hunt it, or did you guys... Uh, obtain it um, did you buy it? I, my birthday party my next door neighbor gave it to us oh sweet so he hunted it and you didn't even have to do the work yes that's the best i, can't I wish uh well send some my way i'll take it 
I don't know. I mean, it smells good. It just smells like other meat. It's, he said it's it's like a, a roast with game ear. It's my favorite. Um, it's my favorite like game meat that I've had. Really? Yeah. I don't think I've ever had it. I've had moose, and that was okay. I've never had that. I I, I think it's way superior. Game. I like buffalo burger. Does that even count as game? Most of that is like ranch these days. That's but. true. Uh, anyway, I know everybody's tun- tuning in, no, uh, super, tuning in for uh, super random meat talk. This is all I'm smelling right now. Uh, Jack says, question, super strength or shapeshift in context. Super strength doesn't give you a super stamina. Also, you can transform into anything, but on the inside, you're still human. Hmm. I.e., you cannot turn into a fish and breathe underwater nor turn into a bird and fly. Super strength doesn't give you super stamina. So you, you, you'll well, be strong, I'm- but you'll get tired. I would say shape-shifting, but if you take away the ability to... If you don't get the attributes of what you're shape-shifting into, what's the point of the shape-shifting? Like, if I shape-shift right. into a bird and I can't fly, why would I want to be a bird? If I shape-shift into a fish and I can't breathe underwater, why would I want to be a fish? So I have to take super yeah. strength, even though... Like, are you telling me I could shape-shift into a gorilla, but I would not be strong? What's the point? What's the point? So I have to take And then super I would still have my human brain. This all sounds like a liability. I'm out. Super the strength. only way it'd be advantageous is if I wanted to like spy on certain things. Like can I shapeshift into other people and listen in on conversations or something? Can yeah. I shapeshift uh, into uh, an animal and spy on that animal community? I, if there were no qualifiers, I would take shapeshifting because all the world's coolest abilities are at your disposal at that point. In this case, you only have strength if... They're all off the table, so I'll take strength. Ooh, there's someone in the live chat describing my husband because he saw us at Owen Benjamin. So he's like a mile tall or what? That is what he said. He's really, my husband is really good. Um, <laughs> that's so weird, though. Like, this is why I don't like it when worlds collide. Hmm. Um, this is from David. Hey, guys, what do you think of the new Epstein info? This doc is killeried for sure. Uh, quick shout out to my beautiful wife, who's my right hand and my champion. Love you, Alicia. Thanks, guys. Have a great show. I, I wonder if he is referring to, I don't know when he sent this. I think it was earlier in the week. Uh, I think this is pre-Project Veritas post-doctor opinion. on. The- oh, well, if you're looking for the, the doctor opinion, check out Sunday's show. We talked about it um, for a little bit and then, of course, talked about all the, the meme reaction. Uh, do if we're talking about Project Veritas, if we're unclear about the timing, we'll definitely talk about it this Sunday. I, I mean, all of this fits together in a pattern of a whole world that has a motive against him because his career was literally blackmailing people. Yeah. And a whole world that's looking to cover it up because implicating him implicates a whole bunch of other powerful people. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is going to be probably the greatest conspiracy theory venue that we've seen out of the last what decade at least maybe more this is not a conspiracy theory yeah i don't i I guess what i'm saying is it doesn't stand to reason that he killed himself circumstantially there's also insufficient information to know who did it and so it's an open invitation to speculate who and why yeah so that's kind of why it's i mean it's fun (laughs) it's as fun as like a as fun as a dead pedophiles a dead pedophile and a whole bunch of people involved with him who are yet Un, unbeknownst potentially yeah. undiscovered can be but uh <sighs> but yeah uh, brian says people constantly try and say that twitter isn't real life but in fact it is it's true that most people don't ascribe to the lunatic progressive narratives in their day-to-day however the vast majority of people it uh if targeted and hounded by a twitter mob 
regardless of whether they are even on Twitter themselves, would cave and change their beliefs and behavior to appease said mob. In this way, Twitter is the actual reality. What do you think? When, when That's people some say, meta shit. Well, there, I think that uh, you could argue either way credibly, and I'll say that, like, is Twitter real life? Uh, the, the yes side that I would take is there's a certain honesty that online anonymity and lack of confrontation affords you. You know what I mean? If I can just yeah. go on the internet and say some shit and there's no accountability, I can be very brutally honest. And to that, yeah. to that extent, it is kind of real life because it's an open window into people's honest thoughts in a consequence free world, mostly. But there's also a case based on that premise that it's not real life. A fundamental premise of real life is that if you talk shit to someone, they might punch you in the face. Yeah, that's that's true. That's a reality of life. And uh, that so I, I guess I would make that case that it's not real life. You get what I'm saying? Like you could take different angles to make the case either or I think it has important it has it it amplifies honesty in an important way but it also makes people totally unaccountable in an unnatural right. way yeah that's totally true um this is from candace hi guys i'm referencing blonde wondering about good people going to hell good people who are non-believers will have a choice during end times under the great white judgment if you think about this everyone coming from adam and eve every single person on earth at one time uh, knew of God and or of Christ. Um, it was up to them to pass this on. That's why it says in the Bible that future generations pay for the sins of their fathers. This is what I think anyway. I love you guys. I mean, I have a hard time with this. I have a hard time with this. It's I'll have to talk to my priest about it, but I, I don't, I don't want to believe that God would punish good people that are non-Christians with an eternity of fiery torment like i have like i i have I, I don't know i i just feel like shouldn't context matter like what if you're muslim and you would get killed in your country for being christian all you've ever known was islam but like in your life you're a good person you love your family you treat your wife well you are a part of your community you try to make the world a better place like is that person going to yeah. burn in hell for that I I mean, maybe, I don't know. I'm no religious scholar. I defer to, to you guys on this, but maybe well, I, I guess I. <laughs> if this is true, I would like to believe in a world where it's judgment on adherence to those values. Even if you didn't really have that particular articulation of the values in mind, you know, there, man, I've been uh, considering this. I might do a video about this later this week, but just about whether morality is objective at all, whether there is any such thing as objective right and wrong. Mm-hmm. I happen to believe that there is. I happen to believe that you could deduce that from from nature, whether yeah. there's a creator or not. Uh, these are so these are really interesting things to think about. And I think if there is an afterlife and there's a judgment point, yeah, you should be judged on what is uh, an objective right or wrong based on what we can deduce from nature as humans. That's that's the that's the afterlife I would like to believe in, as opposed to. Yeah. Did you personally accept Jesus Christ as your savior, even if you had never heard of the concept of Jesus Christ? And there are definitely people, I mean, there are people that live in tribes in Africa that have had no exposure to Christianity, I'm sure. Mm. Um, this is from Peter. While I support the America First people in their quest and hijacking the conservative movement from Charlie Kirk types, I'm worried that it's starting to become a religious purity test. In fact, many people are saying that normal non-religious people or normal gay people can't be conservatives. I agree that we shouldn't pander to certain groups or promote sexuality. 
But I think this hyper-religious attitude will end up alienating people who would otherwise support their nationalist cause. What are your thoughts on this? What things do you think should be non-negotiable when it comes to being part of the conservative movement? Um, this has actually occurred to me too, and I I don't like this um, Groiper being the front for Catholicism thing because I feel like I feel like it could just go so wrong and turn so many people off to Catholicism. Um, I mean, I agree to, I think homosexuality is, is wrong. I, I don't think that it precludes you from being conservative. Um, but we do run the risk of, of, of these purity tests. And I, we talked about this at length on the show, but like we come from a degenerate society in a degenerate modern time. And so we cannot be part of this group of people that, that fails to lay out a path for redemption for people. Like if we're really good Christians, um, I'm not, I'm not preaching tolerance here, you know, but what did you say the other day? Uh, I hate the sin, love the sinner. That's what I've always heard, but granted, yeah. I'm not, I'm not part of Christian communities per se, but that's usually the attitude that I hear expressed. Yeah. I mean, isn't that what God would want us to do? Not well, I think, I think there has to be a distinction and that's why, um, to people who do consider who consider homosexuality to be a a moral uh just morally a bad thing that's the perspective that is most um accessible to me that that you can say that i think this is behavior that leads to poor outcomes but i would still accept you and love you as a person and hope that i can convince you of certain values and truths as opposed to you have sinned Therefore, you are no longer welcome in my community or to be associated with in any way. I, yeah. I guess the, the fear, and I want to be fair to, to, the, to, the, to the Groiper community, because I've not listened in on all this stuff. And I, so for, for, me, for me to pass judgment would be unfair without giving them a, a fair listen. But I, I would not be... I wouldn't want to participate in the same sort of banishment culture that the left does with their supposed Yeah, sinners. but at the same time, he has a point because when we were engaging in this libertarian attitude of society, like we contributed to the fraying of our cultural and moral values as a, as a society. Like we contributed to that with our blase libertarianism. Yeah. And like, and, and it was like, you know, just do whatever you want in your own bedroom. I don't give a shit as long as it doesn't affect my life. And then suddenly it affects my life because I'm looking at like a seven year old tranny and everybody's, which I, I still maintain that need not logically be the case, but I have, a, I can't deny the it is though. I mean, that's, what that's what what happened. Hap what's happening. I was a straight up libertarian and then this all happened and I'm like, we've got to have standards. So that's the second part of his question. What do you think should be the non-negotiables when it comes to being part of the conservative movement? I think you absolutely have to be anti-transgender. I mean, in the modern conservatism, I think, I think you have to, it, it, except biological realities of gender, I think that uh, you have to value states' rights. Um, I think that you have to be against multiculturalism, not just immigration. I think that, I mean, for me, what what is more most important over anything else is that you're not violating the rights of others, the non-aggression principle generally, that you're not trying to uh, enforce your will on other people, that you're not trying to coerce them to do certain things, and that you're not trying to steal from them or kill from them and all of those basic things. Oh, pro-life. That, That's true, yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean... <laughs> As my perspective has shifted on that, I, I certainly think that's a, a fair 
standard to set. But I guess the question, the, the core of this question too is, what do you do with the people who don't subscribe to that set of views? Is it a more beneficial thing to cut all ties, cut all association and say, I'll have nothing to do with you? Or is it better to try to persuade them to what you believe to be a superior viewpoint, a superior perspective? I will always be on the team that is trying to convince people toward the, the proven values that make people happy and produce prosperity as opposed to telling them to go away to some dark corner where they're not to be seen, you know? Yeah, and I mean, and this also assumes that the conservative movement is cohesive, which is totally not. I mean, look yeah. at what's happening with the dissident right and the, and the groypers. Like, there's a huge fissure in the movement. Yeah. I, and, we're not a to, club. We can't be like, get out, because none of yeah. us know each other. <laughs> and to be clear, I'm not accusing anyone of doing that either. I, I want to emphasize that. I've not listened in enough to say that that's what they're doing. I'm saying if there were elements of that going on, I would not be in favor of such a thing. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, the last one so was this Peter, guy right? Got Gan banned, Gan right? Oh, so th this is Gannon, right? Yeah. Gannon says the following is the exact poem I posted on Sunday's show and then deleted. Unless you have any objections, I was wondering if you could read it on Wednesday's call and show. Well, we will now. So this, for whatever reason, this guy, not only was his super chat deleted, presumably his money given to Susan WikiWiki's preferred abortion clinic, his account is banned. He appealed it with YouTube and they upheld the termination of his account for repeated and severe hate speech violations, but they cannot point to the hate speech that he did. And presumably this poem that he wrote is hate speech. This is one of his wonderful poems about the show. 9 p.m. and time to stream. Two smiling faces on my screen. Exposing in the weekly news. Such bias for regressive views. Skag three sighs if the show degrades. Blonde just shrugs and adjusts her braids. Dave, they both gonna be rich because of super chat. Hey, sorry, Chuck Todd, but it's Rebecca and Matt. I assume it's that penultimate That's passage. So that is the hate speech. They both going to be rich. They both going to be rich. You know, a black person actually said that in one of our hoax hate. I get in the comments every time we play that um, clip or talk about it. Like, where did that come from? So people that yeah. don't know, um, we should every few months try to, try to remind everybody. This was um, a hoax hate with this black chick. And she had a GoFundMe and everything like that. And then she was on Facebook. And in a public message on Facebook, she just said, we going to be rich. G-U-N. Yeah. Be rich. And it was the same. I think it was this story. I can't believe that someone would have so much like hate in their heart. I need to find it again because people need to actually see and the it video. And was, it was the one where the N-word was sprayed all over the um, body of the car, but like the rims were totally fine. Was that yeah. the one? And yeah. then they it's took the selfie and they had the spray can. Yes, she claimed this hate crime and then posted on Facebook later in some unrelated post, but it was like a kitchen picture and there was red spray paint. She thinks she's looking all cute. She's like, feeling cute, might hoax hate later. I don't know. We gonna be rich. That's the origin of it. Okay. Connor says, this is a question for Matt about his need for evidence for Christianity. Why do you require strict evidence from us while the probability for abiogenesis uh, and micro macro evolution is well outside statistical possibility if it's impossible naturally why do you accept it as default as default for reference something is statistically impossible if if its possibility is less than uh one times 10 to the negative 50th power one with point zero fifty zeros one uh i've never said that it has to be uh, maybe or maybe i misspoke 
What I'm saying is I need like some preponderance of the evidence. I'm pretty warm to the idea that that a creator of some sort is possible. I see I, I think that yeah. can be deduced reasonably. But I guess what I'm saying is to get to the specifics that are the the Christian teaching, the, the entire Christian religion or whatever sub um, teaching of it you may subscribe to, that's where I need something. I need I need I think that reason can get you to creator as a concept in a reasonable way. I don't think that's insane. That's an insane thing to surmise. Where the the disconnect for me is from concept of creator generally to this particular story of it specifically. That's that's where I have trouble making that leap because I mean that it, that's why it's a leap of faith, I suppose, right? I'm not knocking anybody that has done that. I I, yeah. I don't I don't begrudge anybody who has uh, faith in their life. In fact, I'm happy for you. Happy for anybody who finds purpose. Uh, that's that's what we're all after: happiness and purpose. It's just for me, I don't see that that sufficient evidence to make that leap. Maybe I will someday. Or and, and it's not just like evidence in the uh, like the crime scene sense. Like here are the drops of blood, and here's uh, you know the fingerprints. There are. You can also make a case that that where the reasoning is just. Um, the reasoning is superior to any alternative case. That's another way you can persuade people. It's just that link from the general to the specific that's still missing for me, but I'm open to making that connection. Jack says, I've been struggling to find a good woman to settle down with. I'm still hopeful and I know I need to be patient, but it's still quite difficult, uh, is quite difficult at times. Specifically, the lack of a physical connection with someone is challenging. I quit watching porn com uh, completely about three months ago, which has made this more difficult. I've been trying to abstain from sex because I want the next woman that I sleep with to be the one I marry. However, I recently had a moment of weakness and had sex with an old friend with benefits. I have been filled with a lot of guilt and shame, but I cannot figure out how to deal with having no sexual fulfillment while being a 27-year-old man with a high sex drive. Any advice would be appreciated. Well, I mean, I... I'm probably gonna get in trouble for saying this, but I'm not a big advocate of this uh, no fap thing. I generally don't think that men should watch porn. Um, but to ask a single man uh, to not have sex with women and not to masturbate, I think that that is like, that, that's quite the ask. I think that there is something fundamentally unnatural about the situation that he's finding himself in. And it's not, yeah. I'm not saying it's, that it's unique to him. This is common for a lot of people because we've created a culture that, that tells women that there's no satisfaction to be had in, you know, being with a man at a young age and building a family. Instead, you ought to be out pursuing a career or whatever else. And so you end up with people who are alone well into their adulthood. And I was the same way. I mean, I was in the same situation as a 27 year old person. So, uh, so yeah, I, I, I'm not inclined to say that that's shameful. I'm inclined to say that that is the, that is the reality of a, of a society that has decided to teach people that marrying young, that finding the right person young, that building a family is a bad thing, that that is to be avoided or put off. That's fine if that's what you want uh, and if people want to do that, but we've, we're teaching people that that's the good thing to do, and this is one of the negative consequences of doing so. I don't know. I'm not prepared uh, to say that he's some kind of moral failure or something. I think that's for himself to decide the standards that he's that he wants to hold himself to. No, I mean, if you if you've failed at a moral standard that you set for yourself, then that is why you feel guilt and shame. Yeah. Um, 
I don't know. I found that going to confession really helps me deal with guilt and shame. Um, and praying really helps, but like, you know, you, you just made a mistake. You don't have to, yeah. to drag yourself I think that, through the mud board. I think that what matters more is that you keep that goal and that thing that you're pursuing front and center. You try to minimize deviation from it as much as you possibly can. And perhaps yeah. there are a few bumps along the way, but man, I got a lot of sympathy for guys out there trying to do what you're doing. It's not easy at all. Yeah. And as long as you're making that effort to make it happen, that's admirable in and of yeah. itself. Yeah. I mean, good luck with it, man. And as I always say, as we always say, it just takes one. There is that one. Yeah. It may be more difficult to find it today, ironically, considering the, we've never had a more connected world than we do now, yet finding people of certain value but like structures a, a is chaste, a unicorn. like a well-mannered 27-year-old. I mean, you could date somebody that's 17. Well, try your own age limits. <laughs> In consult most your states. consult your state laws. Yeah, but, but I'm just saying it's like I, I can see how the temptation in that situation would be to be like, I have to get married or I'm gonna lose my mind if I don't have sex. Yeah. If you're a man. It's I promise I promise you that the fulfillment, at least in my experience, and I hope Blonde would say the same, is worth it. The the only failure I think you should feel bad about is if you allowed yourself to descend into uh, feeling of defeatism and pointlessness where you're like, well, it's never going to happen. So I might as well just bang randos and call it a day. Yeah. Which is like the, the majority of men in modern society. Yeah. And it's, it's, so, it's a, I understand the situation too. It's like modern women are not particularly worth fighting for. Yeah. Um, I, I think there's some, some truth to that. They're, they're so just, if I were a guy, I'd be like, why would I not just like bang my way through whores? If you know, it's not like I'm going to find some marriageable woman anyway. But there is danger in that. Like a lot, I, this this concept in the manosphere, it was it was really common for a while. Like, just bang as many women as you can, and then at a certain point, it kind of illuminated that men become internally damaged as well hmm. by an increased number of sexual partners. Like, I think in this realm, everybody thought that there was no upward limit of sexual partners that would damage a man's soul, and it turns out there is. So, like, yeah. if you get to a place where you're like this i just want to bang chicks like really try to control that impulse because i promise you it's going to it's going to hurt your soul it will yeah, for sure name indeterminate um and let us know how it goes to here in shithole australia we have a random breath testing in which the police create an artificial traffic jam by blocking three lanes of traffic down to one and stopping drivers for drink driving do you guys hmm. call it drink driving there too i've never heard that Aussies. interesting do you have this in the States and what's your take on it? I find this practice immoral on guilty until proven innocent grounds. Uh, yeah, we do. It's a, uh, uh, my God, my brain doesn't work. What is it called? We've had, there've, there's been constitutional cases on this for uh, basically mandatory stops, breathalyzer stops. I think it was in Michigan. I can't remember what the court ruled. I've never actually seen an artificial traffic jam or a mandatory breathalyzer. Sobriety breath check. check. There it is. Sobriety check. I've never seen a I've never seen or participated in a mandatory sobriety check. And I can't recall what the court has said about constitutionality of them. I mean, yeah. it, to me, if I were setting the standard, I need some sort of probable cause. So I, I would consider that a search. And I would need some sort of probable cause. That is to say, you're swerving, you're driving erratically, it looks like you may be drunk. Okay, pull that person over. But stopping and searching everyone 
just on the basis that they're driving, that's too far for me. I need yeah, some I agree. But they do do that here in the states. Really? Um, thank that's, you, and that's that's been said. To, I got to read about that. You've that's never gone said. through a sobriety checkpoint before? No, not not anything that's like every car gets checked. It's mandatory. No, I've never seen they, that. I've gone through one where they don't breathalyze everybody, but they stop every car and like shine a flashlight in your car and ask you if you've been drinking. Okay, well, is that a search? Would we call that a search in the sense of the Fourth Amendment? I, mean, I don't know. It depends on if you think that driving is a right, I guess. Well, I think that just being out in public, uh, I guess, could. but that's the thing is you're out in public. Anything in your car is in plain view, I suppose. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd have to think about this. But, but at least as far as breathalyzers are concerned, like an invasion of the person, I would not be in support of that without some kind of probable cause prior. Uh, this is from Kerr. Do you think we're headed into a sign slogan war because more people are finding hatred between the lines? Perhaps whatever the sign yeah. states is clear cut and logical, but they think it must mean something offensive because which becomes comical to others. Very tempted. It's okay to see colors. The majority aren't colorblind. Um, Interesting. Uh, yeah. The other thing with like interpreting, interpreting hate or reading between the lines is it's just very easy to assign it to someone. One of the chief tactics of the left is assigning malice and maligning yeah. you and making you a bad character a moral failure. And if I can say that like your mannerisms whether you shape your hand in a funny way or you wink right. this way or nod this way, that those are indicative of hate. It's an easy way to malign you to which you don't really have a rebuttal. You just say, well, that's not what I meant. Well, that is what it means. Because yeah, we decided because it doesn't this. matter because we perceived it that way. Yes, yeah. I, th I think it's a tool to malign people and they, they do that uh, very effectively. They just, they deperson you because they put you on the naughty list, basically. Yep. That's a very effective way to do it. Okay, Tristan says, uh, hey, Matt and Blonde, Tristan from Texas here. My question of the week is, which would be easier? One, illegally immigrating to the U.S., cheating your way into tolerant American society and getting free stuff, or booking an excursion to Antarctica with the intent to freely explore around and bring all of the equipment you might need or you might imagine needing for the journey. Uh, number one, obviously, I would think. Yeah, for sure. It's very, I mean, but I guess for different reasons. The natural forces of Antarctica will probably do you in. Um, nope. I don't have what it takes to do any of those things. I guess I'm kind of confused about the premise of the question. I, yeah. Like, is it what's the point that you're that uh, that's trying to be demonstrated here? But the uh, uh, the, the point that the to the point on the first one, the idea that it's easy, at least as the status quo is concerned, or as the Democratic Party wants to illegally immigrate to the U.S. and take advantage of it, that should not be easy that should be extremely difficult there should be serious consequences for doing that um all right uh let's do it to it um okay yeah we just got to catch up with uh super chat and Streamlabs. i do have a few do you know this on... infamous Bodie guy in our discord like no. everybody hates his guts um i i don't know i think there was talk of banning him but i can't remember why i i don't read his stuff He's in our live chat right now telling me that I don't know what libertarianism is, is and it's really pissing me off. Okay. He's saying it's purely an economic policy, which is untrue. No, of course. Libertarian, libertarianism is a social philosophy as well. It's not. It uh, is an, an economic policy, but it's not exclusively of, economic. Of course. I mean, what is the non-aggression principle? Is that strictly an economic philosophy? Of course not. And, to do uh, with, that is with a libertarian economics, philosophy for sure. At least in many contexts. 
oh my god this guy sucks i just don't understand like if you hate somebody's show and you're a super liberal like why do you spend so much time well, he he might discord? be a libertarian purist we don't know that he's a i guess what is i'm liberal pretty sure mean? he's liberal I, I don't know i only see people bitching about him in in discord i don't actually know what he said so i'm still trying to hang on for for libertarians man and i and i will uh yeah. because i fear that conservatives I fear the pendulum will swing and there will be conservative puritanism just like there is on the left where we're trying to go on these moral crusades and police the way people think and behave in unjustified ways. Yeah. That um, that's my fear. And that's, that's, that's the pendulum swing that I worry about and why I hesitate to get fully on board with uh, the quote unquote conservative label. Personally. Yeah. I also don't like to call myself conservative because I've, Fail to see the value in that which we're trying to conserve anymore because our okay. country is just that's, so unrecognizable that's black that's that's as black as the pills come well no i mean i've gone through the black pill to the god pill and now i'm like well what can we build next what can hmm. we build next america's toast what can we do next i saw a great uh, bumper sticker online that i wanted to buy but i can't find it for sale it just it was a campaign bumper sticker that was boogaloo 2020 maybe we can get on board with that anyway um, uh Yadere says the oh, house yeah. last week voted to rec. Oh, I'm sorry. Were you going to no, go? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, voted to recognize the Armenian genocide. Yeah. Alana Mar voted against that. Turkey got angry that Did they she? used the word genocide thoughts. Um, I mean, it was clearly a genocide. I don't know what 2019 is. It's like where I love Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. Like I, I saw her like baptizing her kids a, a few weeks ago and she talks openly about the Armenian genocide, but whatever. It's neither here nor there, but it clearly was a genocide against Christians. I, I don't know why we can't, we can't say this because of political reasons. That's, that's the real thing. Hmm. Uh, do you, can you opine on this? Do you, I learned, I only learned about the Armenian genocide a little bit in college. It's my memory of it is pretty faded. Uh, so I, but I didn't know Ilhan Omar apparently voted against this. Uh, I might be, I, I'm curious to know if that. that's, sure if right, that's though. true or not. Um, yeah, I, I guess I'm more curious in the, the political vote. <laughs> I like Kanye to... West is also trying to get Kim to stop dressing sexily. Ooh. Hmm. And he took all the TVs out of the house. Well, that's probably a good thing. This dude, I'm pretty sure he's an insane genius. I mean, I love what he had to say in that podcast we were talking about. I, I yeah. yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm probably team Kanye on about 90% of the things he's saying these days. So yeah. good for him. Andrew Kurska, no note. Thank you. Keith Johnson, thoughts on Milo releasing audio uh, on Spencer Freakout trying to connect him mm. to Fuentes. Seems like Milo is trying to smear both for money and media cred. I mean, I am so afraid of Milo. It's just like, I will never, ever associate with him in any way because I just feel like he'd get me to say something and then five years later use it. Yeah. I have no inside information i seriously seriously do not think that fuentes and richard spencer have any kind of personal relationship i don't think they're affiliated with each other at all and in yeah. general i don't like like what spencer said was horrible i don't like this surreptitious recording standard yeah i had thought that this was recorded in just some public setting like someone heard it overheard no, this it is recorded in, in a private setting charlottesville like on the street did but not yeah, know it was, he was being recorded it was like from a group of friends who did it and the compare we were talking about this before the stream it's my understanding of the context is it is like if you know blonde and i talk about whatever before we go live every week or every stream 
Yeah, there's like, you know, there's jokes, there's spicy shit, there's whatever. There's stuff that's was private not joking, between but us. I don't know that it matters. No, I'm just saying like, it would be akin to us having secretly recorded our conversations with each other and then releasing it for weaponization purposes later. That... I well, mean, and what, Milo actually has actually been gabbing about it. And he's like, he said something a few weeks ago that was like, if you've wronged me ever in my life, I will act. I will be kind to your face until I find an opportunity to destroy your life. And I will, which never is a forget. scary precedent. And uh, God, man, uh, the guy, I admire the guy for being a supreme talent. And then he just has these, these total failures like this, where it's like, y- you can't necessarily trust him. And the reality is, He's done shady shit. He's done shady shit to us personally, yeah. but I would never weaponize it against him. But I mean, like taking content without attributing it to us. That's, well, that's it wasn't. One that comes it was fair use what he did. So, and it was probably an intern or something like that. I don't think Milo they was actually edited editing you me. out of the footage. Yeah, they took it from your channel, edited you out, and did not credit you as the source of it. Like, is bad. there a legal breach? Probably not. I'm not going to sue him. But it was an interview it, that I conducted at great personal peril. And, and it was I filmed hot as it. Fuck, and, and you I, filmed it. Yeah, the footage is from yeah. my camera and it was not attributed. You know, it's like, okay, you didn't get It's that kind of stuff. That's. Yeah, it's just in bad form. And like, I would never tell him anything privately if we had a private conversation because I'd be like, no, oh I can't. My God, I can't if, trust him because of this standard. Yeah, even though. Definitely. Got it. Of all the. The development tracks that have been difficult to watch. This one is the toughest for me because I don't. Because he was highly influential. God, I don't think there's anybody who changed my mind more quickly mm-hmm. on a lot of things than he did in early 2016. It's like my God, he's right about a lot of stuff. I haven't considered. I just remember this watching him and like, like cooking and stuff like that in my apartment, and it was just like so much fun. You know, it was just such a fun yeah, time. I loved, I loved that college tour, man. It was awesome. And now when I think about it, I'm like. Like he, it's just darkness. Like he just wants to destroy. And then something else he gabbed the other day. He's like, nobody stood but behind me when um you know all this shit went down. And so I will take every single one of you conservatives down, and I will laugh. And that's the unfortunate thing is I think fundamentally, and I don't know him, but I'd like to talk to him about this. What is it about? Is it about the values you were talking about, or is it about Milo's advancement? Because whenever it's you know Milo's. something happens to Milo's detriment. It's this weird revenge angle and it's this bitterness and it's this trying to take people down. Well, he did put himself, I kind of understand because he put himself like at the front and he got, just got destroyed by the mainstream media and like nobody, he did. I think he was treated very unfairly and I've defended him in those situations. A lot of people didn't, and we've defended him a lot and, and a lot of people, um, didn't stand by him. You know, the thing is I would have probably continued to defend him if I hadn't been personally slighted yeah i mean it doesn't help there are there are areas where i'll still defend him today yeah but this sort of thing there was also the whole ex- expose on lauren southern on his website was which was terrible. which was about like personal like who allegations of sleeping with people and stuff there, there was no allegation of If I recall correctly, there was no allegation of abuse. There was no allegation of deception. There was no allegation of manipulation. It was just like she banged a guy. Okay. And that was totally unsubstantiated too. And why are we publishing this? Yeah. Yeah. Just gives me a bad feeling. Like, I just feel like we should have better standards for how we treat people. Even people like Richard Spencer, who I dislike and disagree with strongly. well a few things can be can be true you know simultaneously but like i i think the way that that was published is unethical 
the content of what he's saying is also insane. Not just the casual like racial slurs or whatever, but to me the most insane part of that recording was this weird insistence that he dominate over people. Because yeah. even as far as the alt-right goes or the identitarian people, my understanding was it was a philosophy about, listen, you have your community and I have mine. Instead, he's talking about like having dominion over right. people beneath and him. That's a we've bizarre. We've talked about him several times on the show when people ask us. And like I have always said Richard Spencer is a patsy for the left. There's no way he's an actual Nazi or really believes the things that that he that they say he believes. I've always thought that this was a leftist creation, but this just validated, I think it was really detrimental to, to the right because it was he, validating of, of what otherwise could have seemed like nebulous media accusations. What that car, what, yeah, what that depiction, what, what the, the recording was, was a cartoonish reaction that I honestly did not think existed. Like I did not think that attitude was sincerely held, not even by him. I really but, didn't. And yeah. yeah, but still, I mean, I don't know. I have a nuanced opinion. We should not talk about this on Sunday. Uh, I, pr I probably won't. I mean, if people okay. want to talk about it, we can. But uh, the other thing, too, when we were talking about it before the show, you learned what an octoroon is. So thanks, Richard. <laughs> well, no, I mean, that was the most baffling thing. I was like, all right, this is all really crazy. And then I heard him say octoroon. I'm like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Flashback to the old days, man. And so I had to Google it and stuff. And then people on 4chan were, were like, it's like calling like an old timey person calling an Asian person an Oriental. And I was like, oh. yeah, I mean, it was specifically one eighth black person, right? That's a very specific racial slur. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kevin Flanagan. Uh oh. Okay. Ideology corresponds to race because we evolved in different environments for different conditions. You queer tard. If you think it, brain biology doesn't affect ideology, let me give you a lobotomy. I don't know who he's talking to. Uh, he could be talking to me. We'll assume he's talking to me. I mean, that seems plausible. I don't... It is interesting that, that we... We accept an evolutionary theory generally all over across species where environmental factors determine certain subpopulations to develop certain traits that are advantageous to survival in that environment. That's non-controversial. That's why you know, certain subpopulations of any species might be faster or bigger or jump higher or do this or do that. But when we apply that to brain biology, suddenly that's not true. None of that could be true. There's no way. It's all exactly the same. It's all a wash. There's no difference whatsoever. Why? I mean, right. that's contrary to every other scientific observation. Right. And if, if races were um, completely homogenous, there was no difference in between races, then we wouldn't be able to visually recognize anybody of another race. Yeah. And, and, I, and I'm not saying this as a value judgment. I'm saying it as an obs a, a way of observing what is true about the world that just seems plausible. That's not my, me saying good or bad. It just seems like that is a reasonable interpretation of how the world as we see it came to be. Right. And if whites were serious about this, like creation of their high IQ, high average IQ, they would not be like Koreans, Chinese and Ashkenazi Jews have higher average IQs than, than Western Europeans. It's about Asian supremacism. At the end yeah, of the really. And Jewish uh, supremacism, of course. <laughs> uh, first says blonde. You've often said that you're a big tool fan. What is it that you like most about big tools? Also get Colin Flaherty on for an interview. I'm not going to answer that. So naughty. Andrew Kurska, the Titanic sinking was an inside job. It was filling up with water. Why didn't they just open the windows? Also led to the creation of the Federal Reserve. That's a hot take. 
Hmm. Uh, Jamie Clay, I can't be the only person who adds Clarice to anyone <laughs> saying quid pro quo, right? I'm so also, tired of that word. I'm gonna, I'm gonna boycott that phrase. I don't. I hate saying it. Quid pro quo. Yeah, it's so dumb. You just mean um, like a also, deal, like an, an inappropriate deal. I'll just say that. There it is, an inappropriate deal. I like it. Um, also, the reports of Epstein's death were greatly exaggerated. Hmm. Uh, Marbo ninety three. As a fag, I reject the "born this way" slogan. I argue male homosexuality is a complex intersection between genetic predisposition and environmental factors that cannot be untangled once set in motion. That is perfectly. It is exactly what I was trying to verbalize earlier, but I'm just too dumb. So hmm. thank you, Marbo. Uh, he also said, I can't say the same for lesbianism. I think male sexuality, whether gay or straight, is more rigid and stubborn. It likes what it likes. Female sexuality seems yeah. to be much more malleable. There's a really fascinating yeah, take on this on uh, Brett Weinstein's uh, channel, on his podcast, where they're talking about the evolutionary reasons for potential female sexual malleability. And it has Why? to do, I would encourage people who are interested in learning about it to listen to what he had to say, because he'll explain it far better than I could. But the general gist is that over time, men are constantly, you have periods of humanity where ma masses of men die off in warfare, other conflicts. And then you, so suddenly you have a population that is disproportionately female. And you have, so you have no men, whole bunch of women and children left over. Well, in order to care for those children and for those women to be satisfied, you have to figure something out. And so you kind of, this, this, lesbianism or this female partnership kind of results because there's not it's either that or be alone there aren't men to be there for that's you that's very interesting die. that's the theory i think that's plausible i mean that kind of makes sense and so women as an adaptation had to be able to be open to this sort of thing there's also a lot of father abandonment in lesbian communities i've noticed hmm. so i wonder if that has something to do with it like internalizing the the hatred of the of the father mm, yeah and then that manifests in some kind of sexual i don't know yeah uh jorin carver no no thank you um m franklinstein free super chat love your show every sunday thank you well thanks keaton matthews so on a positive note did you get my email about the family car if not uh look at it when you can i think i read your sure. email today was it the seventy-five thousand dollar military vehicle i read that i laughed thank I'll you have to check it out um Shauna Thornton, I agree, blonde. I prefer gender segregated education as well, at least post puberty. Um, oh my gosh, I would have done better in a girls' school. Although all the girls' schools in St. Louis were like pretty, sl like sluttier than the public, the mixed public high schools. Really? How does that happen? I don't know because they, like, the Catholic high school girls were like doing anal in the eighth grade. It was crazy. <laughs> anal for Jesus, you know how it goes. I don't know why. I mean, I think it yeah. was probably like, not all of them, of course. Um, like the la like, you know how um, Americans, because they can't drink, they get all wasted and become alcoholic at a greater rate than Europeans who have more exposure. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's like that with, with boys or something. So like they'd get out on the weekends and be like, oh, put it in my butt or something. <laughs> um, Shauna Thornton, I hope my priest is not watching. <laughs> Uh, dangerous spaces did matt miss me was i later on his list oh yeah i have you just down past the cutoff point man i have you two after the cutoff point unfortunately so so sorry about that but i but oh, i do appreciate it it's because they stay virgins yeah exactly it's preserving virginity oh wow but to huh. me that always seemed i mean that seems nonsensical to me you're Maybe someone could explain it to me. Why one? How is Somebody that? Somebody just said it's the poop hole loophole. 
That's a good term. I like that. That's I'll have good. to I'll have to remember that one. Where's my rim shot? That was well earned. No pun intended on rim shot. Anyway. That's so funny. Um, yeah. Shauna Thornton. So my grandpa was a milkman. Apparently women would show up to the door in lingerie. This is in the fifties. Women are shameless. Um, yeah. I mean, people talk about like cheating men all the time and shit on cheating men and everything like that. It's like women, uh, I mean, they, they, we've got to take responsibility here too. Right. Sexual liber liberation really did a number on both genders. Sure. We'll have to, um, we're running short on time, man. We're, we're going to have to. Okay, have to I'm hustling. Hustle up. All right. James Harrelson, what's your best argument against the quid pro quo charge to Trump? I guess I don't care is not really an argument. But I, my argument against this is that uh, this is a standard diplomatic foreign conversation. Yeah, the case would be that we always have preconditions for countries to behave in ways that we like as a, as a condition of getting our aid, rightfully so. In this case, the condition... I think that the, the condition is being mischaracterized. It's not investigate my political rival doing election work for me. It is here is a set of issues we see with the 2016 election, an issue, broad issues of corruption generally. Perhaps Joe Biden's son Hunter and his relationship with the vice president at the time has something to do with it, but we'd like you to get an understanding of what happened during that time frame. Right. That's in our national interest. That's the difference. Is it in the national interest or Trump's personal political interest? Unless I see concrete evidence of a personal political directive, I don't care about this story. I think it's actually how, how our foreign aid ought to operate if we're sending it at all, which let's stop sending so much money and not deal with this crap. Anymore. Yeah. That'd be my answer. Noah Sherwood. Did you see the video I sent you about the anti-white professor and his rant about sending white people into space? No. I didn't see uh, that. Yeah, it's um, it's from, oh, what's his name? It's Michael, I should remember his name, because he's the one who got disqualified from a high school debate for referencing Ben Shapiro. It was hate speech what? or whatever. Yeah, uh, and now he has a new video out where he's debating a college professor who makes all sorts of absurd claims about uh, about you know race and progressive politics and all this. So I'd encourage people to check it out if I could properly remember the name for Michael. God, what the hell is his name? Um, I apologize. Maybe I can share it on Sunday. Um, but yes, thank you for sending it our way, and and good on him for doing good work. Um. Marbo93, sorry if my super chats are annoying since I only talk about my gayness and Catholicism. I just <laughs> know that a lot of gays feel the same, but the LGBT mafia is mainly run by lesbians and trans. Sure. I respect both of you a ton. Um, Yeah, I mean, if I were like your standard gay man or like a normal lesbian, I'd be like, what the shit? Like our movement, I wouldn't be a part of any movement. I would just try to be like a normal person, you know? And the only, well, there are two rules of the super chat. Rule one is never apologize for supporting our show. And rule two is don't go spicier than Kevin Flanagan. So as long as you're in alignment with both of those. I Darlene think Kate, And thank you, man. I don't mind the boomer thing. Blonde says only a boomer by two months. Don't miss a show. Even if we have to watch it later, hang in there, guys. We depend on you renewing our hope every week. Darlene, you're the best. Thank you so much. I don't think Blonde can handle that responsibility. I can. Thank she you. makes me less ashamed of my mom. <laughs> your mom you're gonna get an earful from your mom later i don't know i don't think she watches the colin show that's probably uh, a wise decision sometimes she does though because i'll get angry messages do people actually think that, that person is blonde mom <laughs> uh, rob nicks facts and evidence unless it comes to the bible um i mean that's the nature of faith like you're not you're not always going to have the answer 
Yeah, and and I think a lot of a lot of religious value too is um, it's about providing your life a framework that makes your navigation through this world sensible. And if if you have that, that is great for you. I mean, there's nothing worse than existing in this world feeling like you exist in nothing but chaos and purposelessness. Yeah, that is a sad life to live, man. So if you find that framework that that gives you sense and purpose, stick with it, man. That's, that's what we're all after. That's not a good enough reason to be a Christian. Well, maybe it's insufficient for you, but I certainly think that it's of high value. If it's not, we shouldn't be going to Christianity because it provides us a framework. Like that, that's not what God, I don't think that's what God wants. I I don't, what, what are these things, but frameworks for understanding the world? I mean, what, what are they beyond that? Yeah. I mean, I think that's part of it that maybe that's what brings us to Christianity, but unless you truly believe that Jesus died for our sins and that he's our Lord and savior, then like, can you, can you call yourself a Christian just because it makes the world make more sense? Well, I think that is what's making the world sense sensible and providing purpose to you. It's exactly that. Okay. I, mean, I guess uh, those things aren't. Maybe we're, choices. maybe we're confused about, or maybe we're not. Somebody just said, yes, tell us God's will. I don't know what God wants. I have no idea. And I came to Christianity because I thought it made my world make more sense. And then I found a deeper faith. So, you know, I'm just saying that you have to evolve beyond that. Probably that can't just be it. Um, Dwayne Thompson, API automatic programming interface, Twitter programs. I don't know what that means. Mm. Michael Anderson, love you folks, but there is no conservative movement because there aren't conservatives. 150 million people with 150 million different opinions. What is conservative, low taxes, religious, guns yeah okay, i'm with you i i don't even know what to call myself i won't even call myself a nationalist anymore i'm, I'm like Bleh. what do we i i hate labels because i just think that they're oversimplifications generally i mean constitutionalist do you want to go with that uh, take take your pick as long as we're preserving yeah, fine but that didn't prevent the immigration crisis we're in uh no i think that there were some unforeseen abdications of duty that the founders that the founders didn't see like the way congress yeah. has diverted authority to the executive i don't think they ever foresaw legislating that. from the bench things yeah. like that there, there yeah. are a lot of um deviations from the system that maybe they could have put into the system no listen we're like really serious about this don't do this shit there there were humanist, opportunities maybe yeah hmm. humanist uh, um fataku dad joke why does norway put barcodes on their ships so when they return to port, they can Scandinavian. Scandos, man. Oh. Funniest people, let me tell oh you. Right-wing death squads, <laughs> they're going to turn on our own audience. for okay. Libertarian MSP trucker. Why do Republicans push away atheists? Um, I don't know. I mean, I used to be really understanding of atheists and sympathetic with them. But as I come into contact more with them, although it's purely anecdotal, but the hundreds of atheists I've come in contact with in my life have been like, the most masturbatory self-righteous group of people that perhaps I've ever involved and typically hedonistic too. There is. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I'm not very involved in the atheist community. I've never really considered myself an atheist in the certain sense an agnostic in the sense of like doubt and questioning of human ability to comprehend such questions. Yeah. So it's been a while since I've gotten a good atheist lecture to compare it to like uh like a, a comparative Christian lecture, you know. Well, I can't even have a conversation with somebody that doesn't have the humility to be like, 
I don't understand the world and the universe. Some things are unexplained and it's possible that there's a higher power that is, that is designed all of this. That there's some yeah, kind of that's kind of been my perspective the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Hines, um, a, nor a narwhal's horn is actually a tooth that pokes through its lip and grows into the tusk thing. Well, there Marino. you go. Whoa. Yeah. Marvin 93, conservative authoritarians are far more competent than liberal authoritarians, but that's mainly because I think liberals are too profoundly stupid <laughs> to be effective. I respect and fear the conservative pendulum swing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, if I have to have authoritarian control, I would rather have um, authoritarian control that's more aligned with objective truth. <laughs> That'd yeah. be great. But I would, you know, I don't necessarily want to pick either enthusiastically. Uh, libertarian MSP. Oh, I just read that. Oh, no, I didn't. I ha have either of you taken the political compass test? If not, would you be ever taking it and showing your results? I haven't taken it in a few years, but when I took it, I don't know, two years ago, I was like so far authoritarian right. <laughs> like you couldn't, I was barely in the square, like yeah. authoritarian right. Uh, when I first took it in 2016, I was dead center of the nonsense box on the libertarian left, the opposite quadrant. Uh, I've taken it more recently and I've shifted closer to almost dead center on the right center uh or I no the, uh, the 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 libertarian right box so i've shifted from bottom left over to bottom right over time um chris buckley just wondering what the two of you studied in college both of you seem very well rounded uh with great depth of knowledge also check out george carlin comedian from Meyer. i love george carlin oh, um, yeah Gene, i wonder i wish i could hear him talk about today it'd be great oh god he'd be like what happened um i studied economics and finance I was a uh, political science major and, and thanks for the compliments because I will Chris. still stand up for the, uh, the value of education though. I don't think we should be propping up certain segments of it the way that we do. Um, Marbo 93 said, then, then can I still wear white to my wedding? I don't know. We all did it anyway. <laughs> Fine. Just wear white. Chris Buckley regarding Catholic high school girls. They had the same reputation in the eighties. I cannot confirm this rumor. I don't know. Maybe it's unfair. It's an unfair rumor, but that's just how it was when I was growing up. There were plenty of sluts at, at my school too, just to be fair. Uh, Big Armada in 1988. I'm a centrist, but I appreciate hearing different viewpoints Matt and Blonde put out. Keep up the good work. Also, Blonde, have you always been this ice cold? Uh, no. And I actually think that over the last six months or so, I've really softened. Yeah, I think up. you're warming up. I think I'm warming up. I think yeah. I'm way less ice cold than I used to be. I think that your thirst for vengeance has subsided a little bit or like your thirst for yeah, your bloodlust is a little, it's, it's just like nothing. And that's why I can't get any work done because I'm not motivated by anger and then like hatred in my bones <laughs> for other people. And now I'm just like, well, maybe I should just learn how to love you people. Ugh. All right. Gross. Let's see. Right. Uh, quickly on Streamlabs, we'll call it a night. Phil says, do third parties ever take votes from leftist candidates or do they simply screw over the right? Perhaps it is just my perspective, but it seems the right keeps losing elections because of libertarians. Well, see Jill Stein. It might, I, I think Jill Stein secured enough votes in Michigan, Wisconsin, and Pennsylvania to give Trump the nomination. That's why she's a Russian asset, Jill Stein. Yeah. I don't know how it breaks down on more local and state elections, though. Uh, time for a YouTube gun theme of Mary kill fuck Tim from military arms channel, Ian McCollum, AKA gun Jesus and James shorty shorts Reeves. Well, these are all gun channel guys. I, I don't know who any of these people are. Know them. I, I admire Tim from military arms channel a lot. I think he's got a great channel and I think he's got a lot of uh, really valuable knowledge. So it's one of my favorite gun channels to watch. Um, Ian McCollum is, um, he does like historical and rare firearms and, and his channel is also really great. 
Uh, he is probably the driest dude I've ever heard, though. Like the most matter of fact, dry oh, really? person. But I kind of appreciate him for that. And his channel's hugely successful, too. So I would, um, and I can't do the third one, but I would say that I'd be interested in a long-term partnership with Tim because I have great admiration for him. And um, I can't kill Ian because I think he does good work too. So I guess I have to kill the other guy and um, and have it out with Gun Jesus. Regal Frankel says, hey, Blonde, trying to collect money for a gift for the baby. What baby? What baby? Would you like fashy, the fashy minivan complete with all the swastikas or a cattle pulp? <laughs> and wall for the cult uh, or commune. Are you going to reject the premise? I reject the premise. Okay, you reject the premise. I'll I'll tell him to uh, email you for any further clarification. But draw your own conclusions. Chicken fried monkey says, "How do I mail blonde a package? I have some great old cookbooks that have duplicates uh, that I would gladly share with her. Super." Southern recipes from appetizers through dessert from women cool. with names like Heloise. Also, Epstein didn't kill himself. Um, if you, maybe you guys can get in communication if you're comfortable giving your, her your address, or if you just wanted to send it to the P.O. box I have here the in PO town. P.O. box can, would be great, yeah. I can forward it to you. So Chicken Fried Monkey, if you want to go that route, see the P.O. box uh, on the website, on the contact page, and you can just send it my way and, and send me an email so I know that it's coming from you and I should just forward it to Blonde. That's probably the best way. All right. Anything else? Nope, We're already way over time, man. What the hell yeah. did we talk about for so long? I don't know. I guess, uh, I don't know. Must have been all that griper crap or something. <laughs> Who knows? Uh, what do we got in store for Sunday? A couple of hoax hate updates from past cases. Um, we'll talk about Epstein and, and what's going on with ABC News, of course. We'll definitely talk about this Mexico attack. This, have you seen the scenes from it? It's terrible. Just horrific. I mean, scorched bodies. Uh, and I, it's it's tough to look at. So we'll we'll go through that, and we'll talk some of these election results too. I'm sure. We'll see you then. Bye, guys.